Nice call, Joe. Now get yourself on that payroll, baby. We'll really be kicking ass. Digital, digital, digital signal. We are Sports Radio 560. WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Troy. Roy. The Middle Eastern world, oi, will be exploded. Saddam had people killed with the gas that we sold him. First time aggressor nation and the only one that's growing. Now more blood will be spilled to get that oil flowing. Forget about Korea and the nukes they're toting and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. Absolutely. That Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Three thousand people killed are not forgotten. Let's exploit them instead. Hey, there's oil to be gotten. Going after Saddam to placate Osama. There's no longer mention of the name Bin Laden, but no one seems concerned. All comfy and complacent, believing every word of this cartel administration that controls us by fear through media manipulation. And the right wing is drilling it over and over into our heads. Incredible. That Iraq has some. Weapons of mass destruction. The loss of civil rights is the price that we're paying. We're all suspects now. Nazi Ashcroft is saying. I have nothing to hide. Table talkers all are saying. Blind, obedient cattle don't have any reservation. Bout unprovoked battle and world annihilation. Old regimes must fall and have a virgin installed. With no objection at all. Democrats don't have the balls and the right wing is drilling it over and over into our brainwashed heads. Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Only Iraq has some weapons of mass destruction. Oh, oh God! 10:03, Happy Wednesday to you, May number 12. Before we get to uh, the latest grotesque episode, it's just a series of grotesque episodes, one after another, ain't it? Isn't that what's going on? The grotesque episode du jour. Of the day, du jour, that's correct. Here's the results of yesterday's poll, and some people are going to say, when I announce today's poll, you're doing the same thing you did yesterday. No, we're not. Yeah, no. Whatever. It's different, though. It is different. It's the one we should have done yesterday, because uh, this was like looking for a needle in a haystack. Although we had damn near 1,700 votes, darn near 1,700 votes, gosh dang. Careful. Hey, listen, you're a good one to talk. Who is the most honest politician in the U.S., eh? That's what we asked yesterday. And uh, they're all crooks. 538 was the uh, winner by hands down. 32% of you think that they're all crooks, and you're right. Jimmy Carter, 257. See, the difference being honest as opposed to being, like, good or somebody really uh, admired or liked. I mean, honest is fine, but honest is not always good. Right, Howard. Jimmy Carter, 257. He was a disaster. He was the master of disaster. Weak who's running in the third race, driven by Buddy Gilmore at Yonkers tonight. 
Jesse Ventura, 222 votes. John McCain, 169. George W. Bush, 102. 6% say W is the most honest politician in the U.S., eh? Holy moly. Holy crap, rat man. Bob Graham, 91. Dennis Kucinich, 69, even with that bad do. Howard Dean, 55. Howard Dean was on the BBC this morning. They were interviewing Howard Dean. And George said, who that? Well, I couldn't I see said it. it. Well, it sounded like Howard Dean to me. Oh, and guess, screaming. oh, my goodness, guess who was on Larry King's esteemed panel last night? You know, he's got these panels. We got our panel tonight. Jewel Lieberman. Oh, my God. All I could say was, Oy. get him off of there. Get him off my TV. Ralph Nader, 36. Rudy Giuliani, 33. Charlie Rangel, 24. Hillary Clinton, she's got 23, that dyke. John Kerry, 17. John Kerry's only got 17, boy. Holy moly. Well, they know he lies a lot. Robert Wexler, 15. Robert Byrd, 11. Jim Jeffords has got 10. Russ Feingold, 10. Should have done much better than that. They just don't know that cheesehead. They don't know who he is. Russ Feingold, good man. He may be the only one. It's like really uh, honest to goodness, honest. And Bill Nelson, last and least, he's got eight. Out of damn near 1,700 votes. Now, before we get into that uh, latest grotesque episode, I'm trying to postpone it as long as possible because there's really not too much to say about it, but nevertheless. Monique Gabriel, she's behind the beaded curtain today on NeilRogers.com. I think this could be the best picture we've had on there uh, since we started putting pictures on there. I got some more of her. Well, this is a, a dang good one. July 30th, 1963, that's her birthday, Kansas City, Misery is where she was born, which makes her almost uh, 41. But this picture is obviously from a little ways back. Right. Measurements 34, 24, 35 as penthouse pet in 1982. That's probably when that picture is from, like 22 years ago. Believe me, you'll like it. Sometimes credited as, as Lucy Burnett, Luana Chass, or Monique. Just plain Monique. Her uh, list of films here, man, there must be uh, about 30,000. Problem Child 3, Fear of a Black Hat, Angel Eyes, 1993, Hollywood Exposed 2, Miracle Beach, Munchie, oh, we better not say that, Penthouse, Satin and Lace, The Body Chemistry 2, Evil Tunes, 976 Evil 2, The Astral Factor, or is that just The Careful. Ass Factor, Uncaged, 1991, Hard to Die, Playboy, Fantasies 2, Transylvania Twist, Cleo slash Leo, Return to the Swamp Thang, Not of This Earth, Death Stalker 2. I mean, she, it's just amazing. Amazing Women on the Moon, Amazon. Amazing Women on the Cockamoon, Emmanuel 5, Bad Girls 4, Electric Blue 34 and 5. Well, let's play that Duff drop in now. It's just a joke. <laughs> Flashdance. She just played an uncredited stripper in Flashdance. How do you like that? Uh-huh. Didn't even get uh, any credit for it. Stripper Airplane 2, the sequel in 82. Night Shift and Young Doctors in Love. She's been in all kinds of stuff. And she's stark naked as a jaybird right there at neilrogers.com. If you're over the age of 45, if you have your parents around to write your note of permission, you can take a quick peek at it. And you will notice when you look at that thing that John Ashcroft's eyes keep rolling around like a pinball machine. He is following you like crazy. In fact, maybe Rush is going to take a peek at it, too, because he's watching a lot of porno these days. Especially, no, homoerotic porno. We'll get to that story a little later. Yeah. <laughs> Because that's what stimulated all of this uh, faggery going on there in Iraq. They there's, saw just too many of these images. We should have uh, put on the poll. And what is that? Homoerotic. Oh, there's uh, Don Rumsfeld. Troop levels in Iraq. Quite a vigorous exchange between the two men. All I can say is that the 
Division commanders are telling General Abizaid that's the right number. General Abizaid is telling General Myers it's the right number. General Myers is telling Rumsfeld and President Bush it's the right number. You could be right. Well, isn't but, it the but, case but, but they all don't think so. They, they're scared to death. <laughs> no, they're not. These, they, they does he look scared to death? If they ask for more. <laughs> no, sir. They're gone if they ask for more. Absolutely not. <laughs> wow, Fritz Hollings looked almost like he was alive. You see that? No, I did not. He's been dead ten years. Nobody told him about it. Anyway, speaking of radio, Air America shuts doors in L.A. and Chicago. Oh, my God. How do you like that? Line 9 is already ringing. WQAM, not there. Oh. I, what, that was a good call, too. I Thanks. can smell it. Huh? They'll call back. No, that was going to be a really good call. You'll see. WQAM, hello. Same thing every day, huh? Air America shuts doors. Yeah, same thing from you every day. Every single day. We could... If the whole rest of the audience just vanished from the face of the earth, he'd still be there. Air America shuts doors in L.A. and Chicago. Progress Media's Liberal Talk Network officially shut the doors on its Los Angeles and Chicago sales offices yesterday. On Monday, I take that back. Air America Radio President John Sinton confirmed the closing of both offices, telling R&R, there is no sense in having a local sales operation in a market where we do not control a station. We're seeking standard affiliations in those markets. <laughs> right. Well, here's line nine. WQAM, hello. You want a great call? I beg your pardon? You want a great call? Yeah, we're waiting gonna, for it. You ain't going to get it from me. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's our first honest caller of the year. Change the topic. Change the topic. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> WQM, hello. Yeah, calling from Hialeah. Hialeah, hello. Hello. Hello, yeah, this is Jose from Hialeah. Yeah, 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 wow. <laughs> Jose Jimenez. Boy, what a quick change artist he was, huh? My Man, he just Jose. ripped off that dress. Hola. We are seeking standard affiliations in those markets, L.A. and Chicago, we said. American, uh, Air, whatever, Air America lost its L.A. and Chicago affiliates last month following that well-publicized dispute with multicultural radio broadcasting over Air America's reported non-payment for leased airtime, and then they said we didn't do this and they did that. In the meantime, their employees aren't getting paid either yet, kind of like a Joe Rose deal. So Air America, and I don't want to say I told you so, but you know what? I told you so. They've got real tourists, baby. they got real, real heavy-duty problems. I better give you today's poll real quick before we talk about that head uh, problem. Forgetting about honesty, who is your favorite American politician? See, that should have been the end. We're only doing this for one hour. Don't get all panicky and bent out of shape. And we're not allowing you to add to it. That's going to really get them pissed off. This what will they do? I, I don't care what they do. I got I got a whole pile of stuff here, baby. I mean, I realize that we got to get the whisperer in there four or five times and Matty Khan and those guys on, which is fine with me. I don't really give a flying crap anymore, you know. Jump all up. those checks, all those checks showed up at the house yesterday. I don't really care. They're all in the bank already. Bonus checks and paychecks and talent checks and non-talent checks. That, that's all it's all about, right? All this crap about, well, you're going to get some really great calls on here. I don't care if we ever got a great call, you know? I mean, we're in South Florida. We're going to get a great call in South Florida? <laughs> no. When the hell's that going to start? Here, I'll show you. QAM, hello. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Two quick things. Number one, what's the over-under on Randy being back in town by the kickoff of football season? Howard! Exactly. Yes. And the other thing is you'll have to get a new sounder for the new Brad Pitt movie coming out, starring Helen of Troy. We already got Troy. Oh. We got it. We're way ahead of you, Pally. Have a great day. See, that was a good call. He was good. Troy! Compared to anything else we had well, so far, he was, all, he was fantastic. Relative, yeah. Forgetting about honesty, who's your favorite American politician? Only one hour of this. I realize it's painful. And this is not the same as yesterday. 
George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, John Kerry, Ted Kennedy, Al Sharpton, Howard Dean, Jesse Ventura, Jimmy Carter, Bob Graham, Hillary Clinton, Dennis Kucinich, Charles Rangel, Carl Levin, John McCain, Joe Biden, or they all suck. That's the poll. Just try adding to it, and you'll see how fast Josh types it on there under penalty of death. In fact, I don't want to, like, you know, pile on to this grotesque story we had yesterday, but if you if, if Josh adds anything on that list, we'll turn his head right into a... See him. Yeah. Faster than you can say. See him. Mm-hmm. So I think based on that suggestion there, he probably ain't going to be adding nothing to it. Are you, Josh? No. 1013 at 560 WQM. You know, Voom is TV, but it's not just your regular pedestrian. It's high-definition TV delivered via satellite dish and HD receiver. The picture is so clear, so superior to regular TV, you won't believe it. The quality is like comparing the latest DVD to that old wedding video. Voom is the only entertainment system designed for high-definition TV. Voom's got the most HD TV anywhere and provides all the equipment necessary to enjoy the ultimate HD TV experience, including the satellite dish, HD receiver, and the remote, too. And Voom's got over 30 channels about 30, man. of HD programming. You can watch ESPN in high definition. You can reach right in there and scratch Tom Brady right on the ass. That's three times more than you get from cable. And they have all your other favorite channels like HBO, MTV, even our local channels as well, such as they are. Voom's got over 120 channels of great entertainment waiting for you. Voom even has exclusive channels of HD movies, music, and sports that you can't get from your cable or satellite company. So with Voom, you get everything you've got now, plus all these new awesome high-definition channels. What's not to like? Call Voom today, toll-free, 1-866-848-8666, or visit them on the web at voom.com for a limited-time offer, which includes free installation, no upfront cost, and no long-term commitment either. That's 1-866-848-8666, or voom.com to start Vooming today. Offer ends May 31, so get with it. Live and local. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Grab my junior, honey. Wow. <laughs> hey, how you doing, honey? <laughs> this is Bill Clinton, the president of the United States, and this is my my state of the women address. <laughs> I've known a few girls who thought they were pretty hot, but Billy's here to tell you that girl, you're not. <laughs> They used to wear makeup and rip away pants, but when they looked at me, they were under my trance. Whoa, you think you're special? Whoa, you think you're something else? So, Paula Jones, you got a new nose. <laughs> that don't impress me much. <laughs> well, you got the brain, but have you got the touch? Now, don't get me wrong. She had a tape recorder that she kept on her phone And after she ate steak, she would bury the bone She got herself some lipo and a tummy tuck But she's still as ugly as a hockey puck Whoa! The trip got some surgery that don't impress me much. Well, you got the brain, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're all right, but that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress 
about this next one. A big chunky girl with a purple beret. That damn gap dress nearly put me away. Little secret meetings in my corridor. I could have taught Will Chamberlain how to score. <laughs> well, she thinks she's special. Well, she thinks she's something else. So, Monica. You lost 40 pounds. That don't impress me much. <laughs> well, you got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now, don't get me wrong. Well, I think you're all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. <laughs> that don't impress me much. <laughs> I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> the brakes on her car. No offense, but I think I'd rather sleep with Kenneth Starr. When she gives birth, I think her offspring should hatch. Big old legs and an ass to match. <laughs> oh, she thinks she's special. Oh, she thinks she's something else. So, Hillary, you're going to be a senator from New York. That don't impress me much. <laughs> well, Right. I love you. 10:21. I guess they love you too, Bubba, because man, he's going to win this thing hands down this hour. Forgetting about honesty, and of course, all he lied about was a few <laughs> jobs. Who's your favorite American politician? Bill Clinton, 48. They all suck, 26. John McCain, 10. How do you like that? Nobody's even close to Bubba's ass. Well, Jesse Ventura, seven. George W. Bush, six. Six. Six stubborn. See, here's a guy that not only lied about weapons of mass destruction and everything else that's going on with this whole Iraq business, but uh, set off all these uh, young people to be killed, slaughtered. But he's a and, Christian. And uh, there's six people out there who still say he's their favorite politician. He's a Christian. Gornish Telfin, man. Gornish Telfin, religious fanatics. I'm not talking about Muslims. I'm talking about born-again Christians, Orthodox Jews, uh, fanatical Muslims, all of these things. Crazy religious people. Sorry for the redundancy. All of these things. George W. Bush, six. Bob Graham, four. Ted Kennedy, four. I voted for Ted, man. I love Ted Kennedy. He is just, uh, I, like I said yesterday, when I see him on the air there, knowing that he's still alive, just makes me feel like there's a little teeny tiny bit of hope, a glimmer. He's a good guy. Uh, Al Sharpton, four. Jimmy Carter, three. I mean, let's face it. So Rick Sanchez knocked off that guy in front of the stadium here. Who would you rather have to lead us out of the wilderness, Ted Kennedy or Rick Sanchez? Huh? At least Ted <laughs> Kennedy speaks English with a heavy uh, Boston accent. Jimmy Carter, three. John Kerry, two. Dennis Kucinich, a pair. Joe Biden, two. Charlie Rangel, one. Howard Dean's got one. Hillary Clinton's got one, a big one. And Carl Evan don't have any out of the first 127. You better hop on that poll right away. One hour only today. Video shows beheading of American captive in Iraq. Oh, my God. Now, of course, you can see the video if you're a real sadist, if you're sick. We're not going to discuss where and how, but you can see it online. An Al-Qaeda-linked website posted a video yesterday of an American man in Iraq speaking briefly before being beheaded by his masked captors. We're going to catch him, though. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, we're going to make them pay. Of course, they all have masks on, and we have no idea what their identity is. They're Arabs, Muslims. I see. Well, there's all. only a billion of those, so that right. kind of narrows it down. See, like Osama, we know what he looks like. Mm -hmm. In fact, evidently, <laughs> if these uh, no, if these videotapes are authentic, he hasn't even changed his appearance. That's how cocky he is right. and how confident he is that we're never going to find him. Chutzpah. He's got some real chutzpah. He's a cheeky monkey. So we know what he looks like, and we can't find him. Now, here's five guys with hoods on, <laughs> right. but we're going to get him. That's right. His captor said the U.S. refused to exchange him for prisoners in the Abu Ghraib prison. A senior U.S. official told uh, uh, Cable Nazi Network he doesn't believe that to be true. The captors also issued a direct statement to President Bush. The worst is coming, and God willing, the tough days are still to come. You and your soldiers will regret the day that you touch the ground of Iraq. In the video, the man identifies himself as Nicholas Berg, 26, of Pennsylvania, and is shown sitting in an orange jumpsuit in front of five armed, hooded men. The one standing directly behind Berg reads a statement identifying himself, and then Berg is pushed to the floor. Berg is heard screaming as his throat is cut. One of the captors then holds up his severed head. For the mothers and wives of American soldiers, we tell you that we offered the U.S. administration to exchange this hostage for some of the detainees in Abu Ghraib, and they refused the hooded man standing behind the American said just before the killing. Coffins will be arriving to you one after the other slaughtered just like this, he be saying. White House spokesman Scott McClellan told reporters, this shows the true nature of the enemies of freedom. They have no regard for the lives of innocent men, women, and children, as opposed to us who have so much regard for innocent men, women, and children, like the 16,000 innocent Iraqi civilians, men, women, and children who have died because of our Iraq attack, because we're going to bring them emancipation by decapitation. And at the Pentagon, officials confirmed that a body found in Iraq by an Army patrol is the person shown in the beheading video. So they got the body, which they're sending home, but uh, no head. The website also said the killing had been carried out by Abu Musab al-Zarqawi, the leader of an Islam, which is not true, by the way. They said uh, they studied the voice and the whole deal. Mm. Not him. Mm. The leader of an Islamist terrorist group that claimed responsibility for numerous attacks on coalition forces in Iraq. The voice on the tape could not be verified as that of al-Zarqawi. Uh, a cable ne a Nazi network staffer is familiar with his voice, said the voice on the tape did not sound at all like him. In the statement, the captors referred to the abuse of Iraqi prisoners at the hands of U.S. military personnel, saying the picture of dishonor and the news of the satanic assault on the people of Islamic men and women will not be tolerated. Berg was not a soldier or a civilian employee of the Pentagon, the State Department said. He was a uh, construction uh, communications repair guy. He was over there to make a buck. Not a good idea. Not a good idea to be hanging around in Iraq. Well, they should have the told most... us they didn't want us over there. Yeah, that's right. You mean like they're telling us every day to get the hell out? And now, now, Salem Chalabi, the man hitting the Iraq war crimes, crimes criminal tribunal, what did he say? Criminal. He said yesterday the coalition is considering the possibility of handing Saddam Hussein to the Iraqis for the, uh, before the June 30th date for sovereignty. About 30, man. Yeah, they're going to hand him over to him. But Chalabi claimed he was misquoted, misunderstood. He said there's still a lot of work that defense attorneys for Saddam will have to do. It's likely he would not be the first of the suspects tried. They're going to hand him over for the Iraqis to try him. And, oh, gee, what if he escaped? Wouldn't that be something? Or if he should hang himself in his jail cell. Right. Or get struck by lightning. Right. Or get tortured by some uh, sadistic bitch from a trailer park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 27 past 10 at 560 WQAM. Might as well, you know, I mean, what's what's the point? What are we going to do? What am I going to tell you? Insanity, unleashed by El Presidente, unleashed by a bunch of neocon lunatics, maniacs. But it's worth it. 
Sure enough. It's Thanks. worth it. And don't forget, if they just wouldn't have flown them planes into those buildings, right. then we wouldn't have to be taking care of all these Iraqis. Oh, they didn't right. do it? Oh. Well, at least the gas prices made it worth it. That's correct. All that cheap uh, gas that you're paying pretty soon three bucks a gallon for, I mean, uh, what's not to like? 27 after 10 at QM. Let's face it, we've talked until I'm blue in the face about fast rain, but I can't make the call for you if your life is just useless. I have no life. Your paycheck is an embarrassment. Well, fast train, making that one call could change all of that. If you have the dedication, fast train can provide you with the necessary training, can help you achieve a new high-paying computer career by the end of the summer. In just four short months, you can be on your way to San Jose. And by the way, did they stink last night or what? Fast Train's got day, night, and weekend classes and financial assistance for people who qualify. Once you complete your classes, Fast Train can help you even in getting that new computer job. It's really just that easy. So if you're sick and tired of being in a life down the road to nowhere, just pick up the phone and make one simple call that can change all of these things. Call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Please be sure and tell them that Todd Dreck Call. And with seven locations around Florida, there's bound to be one nearby you. They're in Miami, Kendall, Fort Lauderdale, Pembroke Pines, and elsewhere. So check them on the web if you'd like first to get more information about what they'll do for you at FastTrain.com. And then make that call that can get you some training, some skills, and a big fat paycheck that goes with a real career. Call toll-free 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Go to hell. Good morning. This week I propose a series of new ambitious steps to build on our recent success against prosperity and new jobs. We must continue to turn our backs on America's families and workers and entrepreneurs. We'll put good companies out of business and good people out of work, including every farmer, rancher, and small business owner. In the coming months, I will continue to work with Congress to achieve these important measures requiring all states to criminalize productivity, manufacturing, and housing construction, and others who move this economy forward. Thank you for listening. And have a great day. 1032 at 560 WQM from the current Village Voice, the doctrine of atrocity, us against them, a tradition of institutionalized brutality, somebody's just faxing in. Well, I'll put that near the bottom of my pile. I got, I got just tons of stuff here. I don't want to do a lot of reading today, do I? Yeah. I got just a whole pile of stuff. I mean, that, of course, interferes with a lot of those great calls, like this one on line three, QAM. This tribunal's a joke, Neil. Yeah. You know why? I'm listening. Well, basically, uh... Tribunal? Yeah, the tribunal against the soldiers for the, uh, the treatment you mean of, the those, hearings? of those terrorists. Yes. Yeah. The hearings. So, so it's okay for them to cut people's heads off and mutilate people, but a few pictures and, uh... You know what I'm saying? Well, who said it was okay for them to cut people's heads well, off? Where I did just, you hear that? I never hear who anybody. Said that? Hold on a second. I never hear anybody hold them accountable for the grotesque acts that they're oh, doing. Oh, you're a crazy person, man. It's all everybody's screaming about the last 24 hours. What a bunch of barbarians they are. Nobody holds them accountable. It's okay for them to do that. But if we just, uh, you know. So, in other words, we should act like they should. That's what right. you're trying to say. Let's see if it? we can't. Who can out-barbaric the other right. guy, okay? Right. We'll show you people a thing or two. We're going to poke your eyes out. We're going to stick a cattle prod up your ass, and then we're going to uh, turn the uh, juice on for those wires that you're holding in your hands and knock you off that little uh, thimble that we got you standing on, doing that balancing act, you simpleton, you idiot. Grow up, okay? Get a freaking life. I have no you life. You simpleton, you. Man. What the hell were we doing there in the first place? And what are we doing there right now, okay? And June 30th can't come fast enough. And what the hell are we going to do on June 30th? And who are we giving the keys to on June 30th? Ahmed Chalabi and his bunch of thieves and crooks, Alibaba and the 40 thieves? What the hell are you kidding, man? 
Everything here is based on a lie. All of these lives that are just being tossed down the toilet like they weren't even existed. It's all because of lies. And you're right about the one thing, this is the tribunal. The hearings are just a dog and pony show. It's just a chance for a bunch of uh, self-aggrandizing uh, pontificators to sit up there and puff their chest up. But that's all it is. Now, what the hell are they accomplishing? Anybody who really believes that these uh, soldiers just woke up one morning, of course, it was only just a small handful. And the Senator Inhofe from Oklahoma, here's a guy, he ought to be on the death row, this guy, for stupidity. He's outraged by the outrage. In fact, he should uh, he should elope with this last punk that just called. Make a good pair, those two. He's outraged by the outrage, and uh, just a handful, just six or seven uh, soldiers who just went off the deep end, and uh, yada, 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 and uh, right. You can't deal with the right-wingers because where there's no sense, there's no feeling. Senator Inhofe. They made a Broadway play about Oklahoma, and I have one question about that, as a matter of fact. Why? Yeah. There are th no, listen to me. Yeah. There are three places I'm going to warn you right now not to go to. Number one is Iraq. Number two yeah. is like Israel. Okay. And number three is Oklahoma. No okay? chance. Write those down. <laughs> any, I'll, yeah, I'll write them on your wrist like a no, memento because you might forget. To. You're under a lot of stress these days. Write them no, on your wrist. I don't think I'll, even by accident. Do not be heading for Iraq because you will be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Do not be headed in Iraq. Do not be headed in Oklahoma, and certainly do not go anywhere near Israel. Do not send your kids over to the kibbutz. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got some of these crazy Jews who are still sending their kids over to the kibbutz. Oh, my God, they got on the bus and got blown to bits. I don't understand why. I didn't expect that. Forgetting about honesty, who is your favorite American politician? We're asking on NeilRogers.com, and Bill Clinton's got over 100 votes already. Bubba's got 102. Bring him back. Oh! Yeah, please. Cracker, please. Bill Clinton, 102. They all suck, 47. Jesse Ventura, 22. John McCain, 13. George W. Bush, 11. 4.4% of this astute audience still says George W. Bush, he's a man. He's a man of the cloth. He's a man of the Lord, even though we don't go to church, even though he lies like a trooper. Ted Kennedy, 9. He's right on W's ass. Jimmy Carter, 9. Bobby Graham, 6. Dennis Kucinich, 5. Al Sharpton, 5. Joe Biden, 5. Howard Dean, 4. John Kerry for Charlie Wrangle, three. One for Hillary, one for Carl Levin with those granny glasses, 247 votes. You only got another uh, 24 minutes to vote on this one. Then we get to the real piece of resistance for the day. That's when we really separate the men from the goyim, okay? Michelangelo Signorelli in the New York Press writes, Conservative media pundits revel in their personal responsibility and stand up like a man mantras. But when the spotlight shines on one of their own, they quickly become the epitome of the lame stereotypes they have long perpetrated of the whining sissy boy left, blaming everyone but themselves for the problems that ail us. Case in point. After days of silence on the abuse by American soldiers of Iraqi prisoners and the detrimental effect it will have on U.S. national security, the conservative National Review ran a piece online by Jonah Goldberg trying to offer us some context for these crimes. In Goldberg land, who do you suppose is to blame for the abuse in the ensuing public relations disaster? Was it the president for taking us to war based on false claims about weapons of ass destruction, including the wrath of Muslims in the region, and thus opening us up to even more hatred and violence should something like this abuse occur? Was it Donald Rumsfeld for doing the war on the cheap, allowing the command to break down, leaving many tasked to civilian private contractors who could operate without any authority and covering up reports of wrongdoing from Congress? No, the true culprit was CBS. Okay. 
Of course, CBS had every right to do what it did, Goldberg wrote, discussing the airing of the photographs of the brutality, but that's irrelevant. Nobody's suggesting the government should have stopped them. I'm suggesting that CBS should have stopped itself. Now we'll all have to live with the consequences, and some of us will die from them. In Goldberg land, when shocking images might stir Americans to favor war, such as those depicting people jumping from the Twin Towers during the 9-11 attacks and those showing the charred bodies of American civilian contractors in Iraq, these serious journalists show great restraint. But Goldberg claims when those shocking images had the opposite effect, the Ted Koppels let it fly. I don't know about you, but I recall seeing the images of people jumping from windows of the Twin Towers on television and certainly in newspapers over and over again until the families of the victims finally complained to the media about insensitivity and sheer overkill. No one asked for the footage to be censored as a way of inhibiting war, which in the case of Afghanistan, the vast majority of Americans, including just about every liberal media pundit, were in favor of and are still are to this day. As far as the destruction of the buildings goes, we've seen that from every angle and still do in news programs and documentaries, and it was on the front page of the New York Times, the paper that right-wing conservatives view as the Bush-hating anti-war organ, where I saw photos of the burned bodies of the contractors just a few weeks ago. Put a hole in one of the conservatives' offensive theories about who's to blame for the brutality of the Iraqi prisoners, however, and they'll spin out yet another one. If it's not CBS and the rest of the liberal media that's at fault, then surely it must be Bill Clinton and the homosexuals, right? I think it's a good point to uh, pause, right? Let, let that sink in while I do the break, and we'll come back and finish the article. Got lots of stuff here, and of course, you know, like that one crank says, Who are you reading to? Oh, people can understand it, which leaves you out. Anybody with an IQ larger than their thumb, okay, which, like I said, leaves that guy out. And several of the others out there. But that's okay. We're keeping them off the streets. It must be Bill Clinton and the homos. That must be it. 20 to 11 at 560 because Rush, pop another one, sweetheart. Don't make mistakes. Let me tell you right now about the financial group. You know, you've heard us talk about these folks. They're incredible. Only one mortgage program with that unbeatable one and a quarter percent rate for the purchase or refinancing of your home. One and a quarter percent. That means if you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 a month. $200,000 loan, you pay just six sixty-eight a month. Now they're advertising on TV. They're all over the radio. They're on your pop-up toaster. This program's got everybody talking. Only one mortgage makes it possible, and only financial group makes it available for you. So refinance your current home, get money for renovations, move to another home, and never pay fees or closing costs again. Zero closing costs. Zero credit bureau fees. Zero application fees. Zero discounted points. Zero everything. This is for real, so get more information by just making one easy call. Call Financial Group at 1-866-395-LEND to find out more. That's 1-866-395-LEND, the only one mortgage. It's the only mortgage you'll ever need. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions apply. 4.25 APR. Rates subject to change monthly. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAQAM. Any town. Absolutely. At 560 WQAM. From the makers of CSI comes a show about tackling the nastiest criminals on the planet. Wacky morning show DJs. It's FCCSI. Okay, people. We got a shock jock making scatological comments about the female anatomy. Let's roll. See the Guardians of Decency take down the purveyors of filth on FCCSI. So, if you got big juggies, don't complain what strange men want to boink you. <laughs> you guys get that? Uh, yep, that's three boinks, two juggies, a big dangler, and a Lewinsky. Sir, we've got a case. Let's move. 
Okay, I'll take call at 14 for tickets to... Freeze! FCCSI! What, what, what? Me? What did I do? You're under arrest for indecency on the airwaves. Oh, come on, man. Dude, I'll tell you what. If you let me go, I'll give you a morning zoo t-shirt, huh? What do you say? I don't want your t-shirt, scum. I want your ass in jail. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, can you say ass? Sure I can. I'm not on the radio. I'm on TV. <laughs> FCCSI. Only on CBS. When we're not exposing Janet Jackson's breasts on the Super Bowl, we're exposing some really serious crimes. 1045 at 560 WQM. So Michael Signoretta goes on to say, Last week I actually heard right-wing radio chat while in a taxi in which callers and the host agreed that we wouldn't have seen this kind of homosexual brutality against the prisoners if Bill Clinton had not let homosexuals into the military. And if the torturers are not gay themselves, then surely they're a product of the Clinton era and its homo-loving policies, says James Taranto, the often idiotic moralizer at the Wall Street Journal's Opinion Journal. A link to Taranto's attempts to blame the barbaric soldiers' actions on the American academic left had me cackling with laughter soon after it came to me in my email box. Get this. He says, it also occurs to us that increasing the quality of military recruits would probably help avoid future Abu Ghraibs. One constructive step toward that end would be for elite universities to drop anti-military policy so that the military would have an easier time setting up the best and brightest young Americans. Many academic institutions have barred ROTC or military recruiters from campus for left-wing political reasons, first as a protest against the Vietnam War and later over the Clinton era don't ask, don't tell law. Whatever the merits of these positions, it's time the academic left showed some patriotic responsibility and acknowledged that the defense of the country, which includes the defense of their own academic freedom, is more important than the issue du jour. Could anybody make more of a stretch in attempting to demonize those he despises while deflecting criticism of his own? Well, there's always Ann Coulter. Via David Brock's terrific new MediaMatters.org website, which is focused on all of the bile spewers on the right, I found this quote from Ann Coulter speaking on Fox News and blaming the soldiers' brutality on women. She said, I think the other point that no one is making about the abuse photos is just the disproportionate number of women involved, including a girl general running the entire operation. I mean, this is a lesson, you know, one million and forty-seven on why women shouldn't be in the military. In addition to not being able to carry even a medium-sized backpack, women are too vicious. Similarly, the anti-feminist columnist Linda Chavez, George W. Bush's one-time labor secretary nominee, who withdrew when she was found to be paying an illegal immigrant housekeeper off of the books, suggested that the presence of women in the unit actually encouraged more misbehavior, especially of the sexual nature that the pictures reveal. Another conservative finger-pointer seemed to get Rush Limbaugh all hot and sweaty during his week-long quest to downplay the images as nothing more than college frat boy games. Donna M. Hughes on National Review Online asked, why are we shocked by these images from Abu Ghraib, but when the victims are women or gay men, the images are called pornography or adult entertainment? Yes, she was attempting to explain and excuse the behavior and give anti-porn crusader John Ascroft more grist for his twisted mill by claiming that the reservists might have engaged in these acts of torture because they'd seen them played out in porn films. Of course, according to that logic, we should ban the Passion of the Christ because if people played out these sadomastic scenes in that film, we'd be taking down bloody crosses from every street corner. That got Limbaugh thinking and making some lurid confessions. If you look at these pictures, you cannot deny that there are elements of homoeroticism, he said. I've seen things like this on American websites. You can find these if you have the passwords to these various porn sites. You can see things like this. And Hughes', and Hughes point was maybe these kids, the soldiers, the guards, whoever, are of a certain age group who have grown up with access to this, are simply acting out what they've seen on these websites or something just for the fun of it or maybe other reasons. He's seen these porn sites. I have another... 
Another crackpot deflection regarding this brutality, to be sure, but now we also know what Limbaugh was doing on those oxycontin-dazed nights, fumbling for his passwords, looking for those homoerotic websites. Live and learn, says Michelangelo Signorelli. Here you go. Pop another one, Rush. And take a look at this. Oh, my gosh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Only got a few minutes here for this first pull today. Then we get the important stuff, the real, uh, the real nitty gritty that's going to determine the course of our program for the next two and a half years. You do understand that, don't you? Oh, of course. You believe it? No. Don't answer. Forgetting about honesty, who's your favorite American politician? That's our first poll question today. We got three hundred and thirty-nine votes. Bill Clinton, one hundred forty-four. They all suck. 60. Jesse Ventura has got... About 30, man. George W. Bush, 21, 6.1%. There's that 6% again, man, that stubborn few who just refuse to be bothered by the truth. Don't confuse these people with the truth because the truth shall set you free from all of that brainwashing that's rotted what used to be a brain. John McCain, 21. Jimmy Carter, 11. Ted Kennedy's only got 10. That's very sad. Bob Graham, 8. Dennis Kucinich, 7. Al Sharpton, 7. Howard Dean, 5. Joe Biden, 5. John Kerry's only got 4. Yeah. That's part of the problem right there is so John Kerry. The reason he ain't like way ahead is because we don't like him all that much. Weak. Charlie Rangel, 3. Hillary Clinton, 2. And Carl Levin has 1. He'd have a lot more except for those granny glasses. Those are out. I'm, I'm telling you right now, so I'll tell that Cambone guy, or whatever his name was, too, that, that right-wing hack, Hambone, Hambone connected to the, well, jawbone. Speaking of that, PFC England says, I was told to smile for photos to put psychological pressure on the Iraqi prisoners. Of course, the interesting part about that is that they're all, like, uh, face down on the ground. Yeah. But don't confuse people with the facts. Fayetteville, North Carolina, man. Let's go right to the uh, old trailer park right now. On my way. The Army private facing a court-martial for being photographed with naked Iraqi prisoners says she was following orders to create psychological pressure on them. PFC Lindy England told KCNC in Denver yesterday that her superiors gave her specific instructions on how to pose for the photos. As to gave the order, she would only say, persons in my chain of command. In photographs that have been shown worldwide, England 21 is seen smiling with a cigarette of faggot in her mouth as she leans forward and points at the genitals of a naked hooded Iraqi. Another photo taken at Baghdad's Abu Ghraib prison shows her holding a leash that encircles the neck of a naked Iraqi man lying on his side. I was instructed by persons in higher rank to stand there holding this leash, look at the camera, and they took the picture for PSYOPs, psychological operation, she told the station. I didn't really, I mean, I didn't want to be in any pictures, she said. She also said she thought it was kind of weird. The interview was taped Tuesday at Fort Bragg. That would be like one of those hooded freaks that was at that uh, beheading yesterday or whenever the hell it took place. They, the tape came out yesterday. One of those hooded freaks saying, well, I really uh, thought it was kind of weird. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't know what they were doing there. Yeah. I mean, I was just following orders, but I right. thought it was kind of weird. Now, this guy told me to stand here with this thing on my head. The interview was taped yesterday at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, where England, a military reservist from West Virginia, from a West Virginia trailer park, met on a team, uh, met with one of a team of Denver lawyers who volunteered to take her case. Asked whether the uh, worst things happened than those already seen on the photo, she said yes, but declined to elaborate. She oh, said her on. superiors praised the photos and just told us, hey, you're doing great, keep it up. England faces a military court-martial that includes charges such as conspiracy to maltreat prisoners and assault consummated by battery 
and could face punishment ranging from a reprimand of more than 15 years in prison. She ought to have a good time in there, from the looks of her. She's got to have that baby first. We don't feel like we were doing things that we weren't supposed to because we were told to do them, England said. We think everything was justified because we were instructed to do this and do that. This and that. And they did it. They did this and they did that. So there you go. There's her story. Now, here's one that says, question mark, an orange prison jumpsuit. Well, that's the kind they favored at uh, Gitmo, and they still do. And as a matter of fact, you know, this General Miller that they sent from Gitmo where he was being accused of being like a uh, lunatic, they mm -hmm. sent him over there to straighten things that are out in Iraq. That should do it. Sure. Yeah. Crazy person. An orange prison jumpsuit, question mark. It says, just in time to justify our abuse. How convenient. Al-Qaeda in Iraq. How convenient. What, what does that mean? I don't know. I don't understand what that, that means. Another conspiratorial-minded crazy person who's just obviously just uh, crumbling under the pressure. Let's see. Uh, Read it off the air first. I, I just did. Okay. So what, what does this mean? I don't, I don't have any clue what the hell this means. Do you? Carrie sucks is what he's trying to say. Yeah. What did I just get through reading? Exactly. This got through saying nobody likes him. He's only got 4%. I just got through telling you that. And of course, this comes from Greenville, South Carolina. Even George don't like South Carolina. He For likes North Carolina a little bit, but he don't like South Carolina. And South Carolina reminds me of right. one person. You know who it is? No, who? Susan Smith. Oh, yeah. See, there's a That's reason. who South there's Carolina reminds South me of. Carolina. Susan Smith. Uh-huh. Miserable bitch. Hateful sow. Sick, twisted piece of crap. At any rate, tonight's a big night on uh, 60 Minutes 2 again. You're aware of that, aren't you? Uh, you told me this morning. An American soldier's video diary showing her disdain for Iraqi detainees who died in her charges to be broadcast by a U.S. network tonight in a further escalation of the prisoner abuse scandal that has shaken the Bush administration and provoked world outrage. Oh, my God. CBS, which two weeks ago broadcast the first picture of Iraqi prisoners being abused in Abu Ghraib prison near Baghdad, said yesterday its 60 Minutes 2 program would show video footage depicting conditions there and at another U.S.-run prison in southern Iraq called Camp Buka. Or is that Camp Boka? Photographs of Iraqi prisoners being sexually humiliated, threatened by dogs, and piled into pyramids as grinning American soldiers look on have been published around the world, hailing a major setback to U.S. attempts to stabilize Iraq. CBS said the home video did not show scenes of abuse, but included comments by the soldier, whose name was not revealed to protect her identity, that make clear her dislike for the camp and the prisoners under her control, and yada, yada. That will be tonight, 60 Minutes 2. At least we're getting a little bit of advance warning this time. Because I wasn't watching it the uh, first time two weeks ago because uh, I didn't know that what they were going to be showing. And I don't watch 60 Minutes 2, do you? Uh, not as a rule. I mean, once in a great while, if it just right. happened to find it. Not as a rule, but sometimes. No. So if they would have just told us ahead of time, then we'd have been, uh, you know. But then again, they would have been accused of giving it too much publicity and trying to whip everybody up into a frenzy, just American. like uh, Senator Inhofe says from Oklahoma. There's those flying saucers, by the way. Did you see those? No, where? What? On CNN, on this cable on Nazi Ooh. network. There's the uh, the pictures. Uh, we'll get to that story later. All they right. got UFOs in Mexico. Hey, good timing on their part. Yeah, that's right. They came to gut us. I'm telling you, they're gonna they're gonna bail our ass out, and none too soon. I'll tell you that right now. How embarrassing! Wouldn't it be something if the spaceships landed and turned out to be a bunch of schmata heads in there? That would be bad. <laughs> yeah, ragheads. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Little green ragheads. Not looking for no close encounter with that kind of a ship. Anyway. 1056 at 560, I said, ship, you heard exactly what I said. As in, your ship may be coming in a lot sooner than you think if you don't cut the crap now. 
Bill Clinton has got him beaten hands down. Come on, Bubba, what do you say? Please. No. Pretty please. No. One more term. Okay, we'll change the Constitution for you. We'll take you back right now in spite of many mistakes which you made, but nevertheless, everything being relative. Let him back in with his relatives. Yeah, he should have said, yeah, I did her. Let's elect Hillary and let him run the country. How do you like that? Okay. Like she can just master. go around being the diesel dyke, the ice princess that she is, and he can continue running the country from behind the scenes, pulling them strings. Oh, I'm the puppet master. 1057, a QAM, you know, buying a mattress can be very confusing. So many brands, different model names at every store, it's nearly impossible to compare. Plus all those phony sales we've told you about, false promises, strings attached. And you really have to read that fine print, which is why Dollar Mattress is so amazing. It's the easiest, the smartest possible way to get a new mattress because when you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you get the best prices on the best brands with your delivery coming on schedule and the best customer service in the business. Why would anybody with a brain want to go running around, getting worked up into a sweat, shopping anyplace else, getting ripped off? Dollar Mattress won the 2004 Better Business Bureau Local Torch Award for Excellence because they work harder than anybody else to earn your business before, during, and after the sale. When you call 1-800-MATTRESS, you'll talk to one of their expert vetting consultants, and you can rest assured you're getting the best possible mattress and deal anywheres. Choose from a complete line of all the top names. they got Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic, even Stearns, and Bananas, Foster. And Dollar Mattress takes same-day orders all day long from Kendall to Stewart, Palm Beach to Fort Myers. And when you call them, 1-800-MATTRESS, you still get to pick the date and two-hour uh, delivery window you want that mattress delivered, and they're 99.7% on time. You can't beat that. I've been using Dollar Mattress for years, and once you call them the first time, you'd never think of buying a mattress any other way. Call them today. They'll be knocking on your door in no time at all. Say goodbye to your lumpy old worn-out mattress and get you a great unbeatable deal on a brand-new one. Call 1-800-MATTRESS or log on to mattress.com. Dial a mattress at 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, the easiest possible way to buy you a mattress. Live and local, this is 560. The radio's all yours now. QAM. Roger's got. Absolutely.
1103 at 560-WQM. You know, somebody should have told me yesterday that the Humper must have been at the new Seminole Indian thing in Hollywood, that they just had the grand opening yesterday. Wouldn't that have been nice to know that? I'm sure that's where he must have been, wasn't it? I'm sure everybody knew it just by what you were talking about. How was that? <laughs> Magic. I didn't know that. I didn't even know it was open. How the hell would I know? You know how out of touch I am. Right. The ads are everywhere. They're all over the TV. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate. Oh, okay, whatever. That's where Hank was yesterday. He's on the way to uh, Baltimore today. We got the Mad Dog at two. We got Kimba Bocamper at the AAA Miami Heat Arena because the Heat actually won a game. So Kimba Bocamper will be there from four to seven for Hank. We'll be broadcasting tomorrow from Baltimore in the Preakness. The Crow is on at seven o'clock tonight because we got a half hour to kill there. Then you got Marlins on deck seven thirty. Marlins who lost to the Astros was it six one? I do believe last night. Josh. Oh, Josh is uh, out. We're training Sean right now. I beg your pardon. Josh went for a pee break. Yeah. Sean's a sports head. He might know. Yeah, uh, Marlins lost six to one. Isn't that what I just said? Thank you, Sean. Anyway, uh, Marlins will try to turn it around tonight. Eight oh five is game time, and then you got the oh, what? Where's Eddie K? Look at this. The big oh! after the game. That's bad. Oh man, it's always bad, but that's a bad omen. Four hundred and four votes on that first poll. Forgetting about honesty. Who's your favorite American politician? Bill Clinton, man, hands down your pants. Nobody even close. 180 votes, Bubba. We want them back now. Oh! Yeah. 180. They all suck, 63. Jesse Ventura, 35. George W. Bush, 26. 6.4% of people who refuse to allow their brains, or what used to be brains, to be penetrated, who refuse to be confused by the truth. John McCain, 25. Ted Kennedy, only a dozen. Jimmy Carter, 12. Bob Graham, 11. Dennis Kucinich, 8. Al Sharpton, 8. Howard Dean, 7. Joe Biden's got six. John Kerry, only five. Five. One point two percent. Chuck Rangel's got three. Hillary Clinton's got a pair. And Carl Evans got one right at the end of his pointed nose there. Where does a granny glasses end? John Kerry's got five. So it's not just my imagination that the public out there, the anti-Bush crowd, those of us who will do just about anything... To make sure that he don't get another four years to destroy what's left of American uh, democracy, uh, we're getting mighty disillusioned with the Kerrymeister and his waffling and wimpy and uh, inept campaign. I should uh, give you the results of this poll that CNN did online last night and this morning. Their poll question was, are U.S. goals in Iraq worth the cost? Because you like throwing in that line, they always kept telling us it's worth it. Just right. like Madeleine Albright said about those 500,000 Iraqi kids that died because of the sanctions and the depleted right. uranium and all these things, it's worth it. They keep saying that. Are U.S. goals in Iraq worth the cost? They had 89,000 and some votes. That's a few more than we get. <laughs> uh, yes, 25,338. No, 63,700 percentages come out to 28 percent yes, 72% no. And that's from a wide swath of Americana. 72% no, 28% yes. They're finally catching on. They're a little slow on the uptake. But they're finally catching on, boys and girls, that we've been led down the garden path. We've been conned. They had no more of a game plan than you and I have got for how the hell to get out of this mess, what they were going to do after the after the big battle uh, finished up. <laughs> of course, they knew that there really wasn't going to be any big battle because they knew that the 1991, the Gulf, first Gulf War, that was like they virtually destroyed, the, you know, other than the um, Republican Guard. Other than that, there was basically nothing. There was a ragtag army. Mm -hmm. A raghead army? A raghead army. And as far as weapons of mass destruction, we knew they didn't have any in the first place. 
But at any rate, don't confuse people with the truth. We still got that 6% out there. Oh, that's down a long ways, ain't it? That's down a long, long way from the olden days, back in the day when it always was like 17, 18%. Right. The bush lickers out there. Here's the uh, poll for the rest of the show. Which of these best describe... Well, before we do that, let's take a call. WQAM, hello. QAM. Yeah, this is Dalo from Colorado. WQAM, hello. Hey, Uncle Leo, how you doing? Okay, sir. Listen, usually I don't generally watch uh, Blue Dobbs. Uh, I see him sometime, yeah. yeah. But he's been getting more news-oriented than yes. business, so I've been watching him late. He's he hysterical had, uh, about outsourcing of jobs. That's he, all he ever talks about. He's, he's foaming at the mouth. Right. Um, he had... Representative Murtha on yesterday, who was a right-wing conservative, putting it bluntly. And uh, but the man, I was very surprised. He was um, he got on there and he said quite bluntly, "We either need to reinforce the troops in Iraq as was originally planned, and yeah. uh, we talked about yesterday, or get the hell out now, the hell out. As, as in like now, no messing around, right? So, you know." And, you know, I'm not saying he was a Bible thump or anything like, but he's definitely a conservative. But he just said, this is ridiculous. We're losing men and women left, right, and center for mm -hmm. nothing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Lou Dodd was, for Lou, he was somewhat in agreement. You know, I, you know, I can't say 100% agreement, but, you know, he, he at least listened to him and, you, you know. No, Lou Dobbs is a pompous ass. I agree. <laughs> Uh, Have a great day, Pally. Thanks Bye. for the good news. Well, they see even the right wingers now are starting to say, hey, we got, somebody got us into this mess. And has no idea how to extricate ourselves from it. See that? This is the thing that really gets me. Is people like uh, uh, John McCain and Joe Biden and others say, and the Jew Lieberman, of course. Of course, Jew Lieberman was all in favor in the first place, being the right-wing hawk that he is. But the people that say, well, we're already there, whether we should have been there or not in the first place, that doesn't make any difference anymore. You know, uh, Biden is saying that, and McCain. Uh, well, what kind of crap is that? So in other words, we made a mistake. We got sucked in based on a bunch of lies. So let's see how many more lives we can flush down the toilet. Let's see how many more billions of dollars we can flush down the toilet. If we were spending just a, a, a fraction of the 100 and 200 billion, whatever it's going to eventually wind up being, billion dollars to really be fighting terrorism, then we wouldn't have uh, al-Qaeda capturing people and slicing their heads off. Because once about, And then when they take these polls and they keep showing, oh, well, Bush still gets really high marks on fighting terrorism. We're not fighting terrorism, you idiots. He's not fighting terrorism. He's creating it in a place where it didn't exist. Oh. How is it possible? Well, I know one of the reasons it's possible, because the American news media is such a pile of crap, such a bunch of propagandists. They ought to be in jail, most of them. Bunch of suck holes, just like Vietnam all over again, man. How many people have to die before the media finally says, oh, well, maybe this ain't going just the way we thought it would. Maybe we don't have to be quite so patriotic. Maybe we don't have to suck up quite so much. Oh, Pete the Chronic has a pig report here. We haven't had one of these in a long time. Plantation pigs everywhere. University in Peters Road and University Drive in 84. There are ten pigs shooting their radar. Okay, that was as of 11 o'clock this morning. So there's an up-to-the-minute plantation pig report. They must be short on cash this month. So govern yourselves accordingly. Okay, here's the second poll. Well, let's take a call first. WQAM, hello. Uh, yes, uh, I want to create a comment about the Miami Heat. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. What's up, man? How you doing today, though? All right. 
Hey, I was gonna ask you, man. Hey, what's, uh, what's up with the red, white, and blue hoops for nowadays, huh? Okay, see, now I want to take up a call. No, no, seriously, this I, I must be gotten up on the right side of bed today because for all the money in the world, I could have done a better job. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers show? That's our poll today. Here you got six choices for a few laughs, to hear the caller's opinions, to hear the crazy and crank calls, to hear the stories Neil reads. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, or it kills four hours of my boring life. In other words... I have no line. Right. And again, I guess we ought to underline, which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? Because, you know, there obviously is mix and match, a little this, a little that. We want to find out what the main thrust... Can we say that? No. The main thrust is that compels you to listen to this program. For a few laughs, to hear the caller's opinions, to hear the crazy and crank calls... Hear the stories Neil reads. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, or it kills four hours of my boring I have no life. Life. Good pull, by the way. Uh-huh. My choice ain't on there. And what was that? Because they pay me to. I see. Well, Josh would put that on there, too, only they're not paying him enough to really count. He does it. For the, it's a labor of love. It's a labor case. of love. Well, where have we exactly. heard that before? Where have we heard that? 1113 at 560 WQM. If your carpets look like hell, man, if they smell not too good either, if they're schmutzy. In other words, if you've had some real problems on the floor. Here's the answer for you, whether it's your carpeting, your area rugs, your expensive oriental rugs, your drapery, your furniture, all of these things, your upholstery. Dry Concepts are the people you want to count on because there's nobody in the world like them. They dry clean your carpeting. It's an exclusive patented method that nobody else in the world even thinks about, much less doing. Using Dry Concepts certified train technicians, they dry clean your carpet. Same idea as dry cleaning your clothing, which leaves them vibrant in color, soft to the touch. They smell lemony fresh. They look like you had brand new laid on the floor. They're dried in just a couple of hours, and they give you a written guaranteed price up front before they start to work. What's not to like? That's why I've used them in my houses for over 20 years, and once I can get you to use them one time, you'll never dream of calling anybody else again. And not only do they give you a written guaranteed price up front with no tack-ons, no uh, gimmicks at the end, but they also give you a chance to save even more. If you call Dry Concepts, ask them to put you on their standby list, which will save you even 15% more on your next carpet cleaning job. So call them today. Like I said, the first time you use them, that'll be it for life because you'd never dream of doing anything else. Call toll-free 1-800-248-5071. Instead of wasting all that money on brand-new carpeting, get your current carpeting looking and smelling and feeling just like brand-new. 1-800-248-5071 or check them on the web at dryconcepts.com. <laughs> Sports Radio 560 <laughs> UAM. It's the breakfast cereal that gives you a reward every time you open the box. Introducing Candy Charms. Every box is full of bronze stars, purple hearts, green clovers, purple hearts, orange moons, purple hearts, and lots and lots of purple hearts. In fact, you'll be getting one every time you take a bite or break a nail. Look for the box shaped like a giant head. Candy Charms. They're magically suspicious. They're part of a fair and balanced breakfast. And be sure to try Carry Ego Waffles, the breakfast that never gives you a straight answer. Carry Ego Waffles. Try them and you'll say, Carry, let go of that ego. Carry Ego Waffles. 11-18, he ain't doing too good on that uh, last poll, I'll tell you that. He did uh, weak, very weak. Greg in Coral Springs says, Letterman, who never misses a chance to make George Bush look like the, look like the fool he is, had the funniest line about the current situation last night. Said George Bush told Rumsfeld he was doing an excellent job. Last time a president said that to someone, he was looking under his desk. 
I don't watch Letterman, and I think maybe now you understand why. No, well, there are a lot of he's, you know, it's a, a state of mind thing. <laughs> Job. <laughs> Fritz Hollings, now this uh, page one that you send me that's like off the side of the page and everything? Yeah. But I actually went to the uh, newspaper, the state.com, South Carolina's homepage. Fritz Hollings, the senior senator from South Carolina, writes, Why we're in Iraq. With 760 dead in Iraq and more than 3,000 maimed for life, folks continue to argue over why we're in Iraq and how to get out. Now everyone knows what was not the cause of this war. Even President Bush acknowledges that Saddam Hussein had nothing to do with 9-11. Listing the 45 countries where al-Qaeda was operating on 9-11, 70 cells in the U.S., the State Department did not list Iraq. Richard Clark in Against All Enemies tells how the U.S. had not received any threat of terrorism for 10 years from Sodom at the time of our invasion. On page 231, John McLaughlin of the CIA verifies this to Paul Wolfowitz. In 1993, President Clinton responded to Sodom's attempt on the life of President George Herbert Walker Bush by putting a missile down Sodom's intelligence headquarters in Baghdad. Not a big kill, but Sodom got the message. Monkey around with the U.S. and a missile lands on his head. Of course, there were no weapons of mass destruction. Israel's intelligence Mossad knows what's going on in Iraq. It's the best. It has to know. Israel's survival depends on knowing. Israel long since would have taken us to the weapons of mass destruction if there were any, or if they'd been removed. With Iraq no threat, why invade a sovereign country? The answer, President Bush's policy to secure Israel. Led by Richard Pearl, Paul Wolfowitz, and Charles Krauthammer, for years there's been a domino school of thought that the way to guarantee Israel's security is to spread democracy in the area. Wolfowitz wrote, the United States may not be able to lead countries through the door of democracy, but where that door is locked shut by a totalitarian deadbolt, American power may be the only way to open it up. On another occasion, Iraq as the first Arab democracy would cast a very large shadow, starting with Syria and Iran, but across the whole Arab world. Three weeks before invasion, President Bush stated, a new regime in Iraq would serve as a dramatic and inspiring example for freedom for other nations in the region. Every president since 1947 has made a futile attempt to help Israel negotiate peace, but no leadership has surfaced among the Palestinians that can make a binding agreement. President Bush realized his chances at negotiation were no better. He came to office imbued with one thought, re-election. Bush felt tax cuts would hold his crowd together, and spreading democracy in the Mideast to secure Israel would take the Jewish vote from the Democrats. You don't come to town and announce your Israel policy is to invade Iraq, but George W. Bush, as stated by former Secretary Paul O'Neill and others, started laying the groundwork to invade Iraq days after inauguration. And without any Iraq connection to 9-11, within weeks he had the Pentagon outlining a plan to invade Iraq, he was determined. President Bush thought taking Iraq would be easy. Wolfowitz said it would only take seven days. Cheney believed we'd be greeted as liberators. But Cheney's man, Ahmed Shalabi, made a mess of the debathification of Iraq by dismissing Republican Guard leadership and Sunni leaders who soon joined with the insurgents. Worst of all, we tried to secure Iraq with too few troops. In 1966 in South Vietnam, with a population of 16.5 million, General William Westmoreland, with 535,000 U.S. troops, was still asking for more. In Iraq, with a population of 24.6 million, General John Abizade, with only 135,000 troops, can barely secure the troops, much less the country. If the troops are there to fight, there are too few. If they're there to die, there are too many. To secure Iraq, we need more troops, at least 100,000 more. The only way to get the United Nations back in Iraq is to make the country secure. Once back, the French, Germans, and others will join with the UN to take over. With President Bush's domino policy in the Mideast gone awry, he keeps shouting, War on terror. Terror is a method, not a war. We don't call the Crimean War with the charge of the Light Brigade, the Cavalry War, or World War II, the Blitzkrieg War. There's terrorism in Ireland against the Brits. There is terrorism in India and Pakistan, and the Mideast terrorism is a separate problem to be defeated by diplomacy and negotiation, not military. 
Here, might does not make right. Right makes might. Acting militarily, we've created more terrorism than we've eliminated. Says Senator Fritz Holling from South Carolina, who they propped up and gave a little oxygen to. That's why he looked a little animated this morning and was oh, screaming and yelling at Rumsfeld. Not bad. Only the idea of sending more troops at this juncture. Ludicrous. Insane. You ready to send in more troops? Oh, yeah. We got Which of these those. best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? That's our poll today as we try to probe the audience and find out what makes these people tick, okay? Am I just spinning my wheels here and wasting my time? Yes. All these bedtime stories, all of this pseudo-intellectual crap, sitting here and reading to a bunch of people out there who want to hear, and a bunch of sounds we can't play anymore? <clears throat> 89 votes, that's all we got so far. That's pretty weak. For a few laughs, 58, 60 or 97 votes, 58, which is almost 60%, just for a few laughs. You know, like <laughs> like that, that's all. And when you're in South Florida, for God's sakes, anybody can give you a few laughs for free, man. It's like a gift from God. Neil, God! That's the one. To hear the stories, Neil reads, 17, George, that's not who's what I a big fan for. of these stories. What? I am a big fan, but that's not what I voted 17.5% to hear the stories, Neil reads. I might as well be sitting in the corner reading to the fruit flies. It kills four hours of my boring life, 14. I have no life. To hear the crazy and crank calls, three. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, three. And to hear the caller's opinions, two. <laughs> oh, those callers are so important, Neil. You don't understand. They're so dang important. To hear the caller's opinions, two. You know what that reminds me of? Remember the guy I called that? yesterday who sounded like fairly coherent? And he, he may have been right. He may have been going somewhere with it. But nevertheless, assuming, just give him the benefit of the doubt, he really had something to say. And he was bellyaching about the fact that he kept, uh, you know, we're doing screenless, and he kept ringing the phone and ringing the phone. He doesn't have time to, like, wait. And, Bob, and he's, he's wasted his minute because I had to go into a break. Right. And he wasted his minute of uh, fame bellyaching about the fact that we didn't take the call soon enough and yada, yada, yada. And right. lo and behold, there was the minute. And, got, and guess what? Time's up. Perfect South Florida person. As opposed to actually saying something, assuming no, no. that he had something to say, which I seriously doubt, no, no. assuming that he had. No. And then, of course, probably muttering to himself, well, gee, no wonder, Neil, uh, you know, we don't get any smart callers. We just don't. Yeah. Well, if you would have said something instead of bellyaching it. And, of course, I've had uh, how many million of those calls over the years? About 30 million. 30 million of those calls. They spent all of their time bellyaching. Well, if you would have gotten to me sooner and I've been hanging on here for 28 minutes, nobody cares. If nobody pitching, cares. If pitching okay? was an Olympic sport, we could feed right. the team right here. It's a radio show, that's all. If you have the time to wait, fine. That's that, that's great. No problem. If you don't have the time to wait, also no problem. No, no. Whatever. Case sera, sera, man. Like Doris Gay a day said to Rock Hudson. 26 after 11 at 560 WQM. Is your company suffering from regulations and increased labor costs? Let Oasis Outsourcing help you. When it comes to the people side of your business, payroll administration, Fortune 500 company employee benefits, human resource services, and risk management are just a few of the services Oasis Outsourcing can cover to help your business be more profitable. Call Oasis Outsourcing today for a free evaluation at 1-866-AT-OASIS. That's 1-866-286-2747. With more than 60,000 employees worldwide, Oasis Outsourcing understands the many facets of human resource management. Outsourcing is being recognized by firms large and small as a powerful management choice, which allows you to focus on your core business while leaving the operational details to our friends at Oasis Outsourcing. So do the smart thing. Let Oasis Outsourcing make your business more profitable. If you want a free evaluation, just give them a call. There's no obligation. Call toll-free 1-866-AT-OASIS. That's 
286-2747 for Oasis Outsourcing. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Hi, this is G. Gordon Liddy, and they don't come any worse than Neil Rogers. Death to all in America in the name of Allah. As you can see, I am still alive and well and fighting evil. Wrath will come down on you Americans because I'm staying alive. Staying alive. Whether you're a brother or whether you're a mother, staying alive. Staying alive. Feel the city breaking and everybody shaking. We're staying alive. Ha ha ha, staying alive. Ha 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 ha, staying alive. Another pretty one, 29 till noon at 560 WQM. He sure can carry a tune, can he? Carry it where? That uh, website, MediaMatters.org, that David Brock website that Michael and Miss Signorelli mentioned in her column, that's uh, pretty good. I just take a peek at it. MediaMatters.org. We ought to probably make a link to that, Eric. MediaMatters.org. You got it? Got it. Where he really rips into all of these right-wing uh, liars, you know, the Fox News people and the Miss Fudge people and Rush, all of these right-wing maniacs, these uh, hate mongers. These sicko fans. 151 votes on here. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? For a few laughs, 86, 57%. Just for a few <laughs> chuckles, that's all. They don't care about all this heavy-duty stuff. They don't want to be depressed. They, they, they don't give a crap. They just want to hear a few yucks, man. Just a few silly sounds like... I guess that's the only one we can play anymore. <laughs> right? Well, this one. Right. And maybe I have no life. stuff oh. like that. The Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, few laughs, 86, 57%. There's John Kerry. He ain't funny, believe me. Hmm. Unless you thought Herman Munster was a panic. When they would change a vote in the Senate, and they were not going to let it happen. So it's not really a one-vote margin. It's a multiple-vote margin because they don't want it to happen. And it was very clear that even if it passed the Senate, they're not going to pass it in the House. Uh, if they're willing to reconsider and keep everybody's votes where they are, we'll go back and do it. But that's not what they're doing. They're playing a game. See, there you go. See, they try to make it appear that his failure to be in the Senate yesterday resulted in the uh, unemployment benefits not being extended, that bill not passing, because it fell one vote short. But he makes a very good point, and that is that they were just manipulating the vote, so it would appear that it was one short, and they had enough people in the can so that uh, no matter what it was, they would have you know, voted against it. See what I'm saying? What are you saying? I'm saying that he continues being made to look like a loser. That's what I'm saying, to be yeah. manipulated. He should have been there. So he wouldn't be allowed to be put in that position. But nevertheless, he's got some bad handlers. And you know what happens with bad handlers, don't you? No, what? Bad results at the end of the election. Ask Howard Dean about that. <laughs> Which of these best described... Uh, that's right, I was reading this, and then I saw John Kerry. To hear the <laughs> stories, Neil reads, 38. 23% want to hear those bedtime stories. There's Bubba. I'll tell you what advice he's giving the Democrats when I go inside politics at 3.30. Yeah, Bubba says, my advice is let me run again. Come on, give yeah. me another four years. Can you imagine all the, all the jobs he can get in four more years? Now that he's learned to be a little bit more discreet on his feet. Let's hope. It kills four hours of my boring life. 23 has said that. I have no life. And we're delighted to do it at the right price. To hear the crazy and crank calls, five. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off three. To hear the caller's opinions, two. <laughs> in Rotter's Jail up in Chappaqua. 
For three months, I have done nothing but try to finish the story of my life. It was hard enough to live it the first time. It's been <laughs> awful. The second. Well, that's right. His book is up. We're going to read that. No. No. I like you a lot, Bubba, but I don't want to read your book. I have too many other books sitting on the coffee table. I got books all up to my ass. Line nine is ringing. Now, you know how good this always is. Speaking of great calls that the audience wants to hear, they're on mm -hmm. pins and needles for this. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing, man? Pretty good? Neil, man, I saw the video myself, man. I mean, yeah. it's just, uh, I, I cried, man. Why would you watch it? I mean, I, I just wanted to see what was going on over there, and I can't believe it. We don't belong there in the first place. I mean, this, the Bush should have said, F them all. You want to invade Kuwait? Fine. You want to invade Saudi? Fine. We should have been off of foreign oil years ago. Correct. I mean, the internal, as far as cars go, the internal combustion engine it's ups, has been obsolete. It's a dinosaur. That's correct. For decades. Right. Okay. For decades. We should have been on natural gas or electricity a while ago, but of course, this is the dark ages. I just heard that sound George made, something to do with natural gas when you said that. I, I mean, heard it. No, that was gas. Is, this is ridiculous. I can smell it all the way up here. I okay, mean, thanks, pal. Calm down. Relax, okay? Why would you watch that? See, I, I, I can't imagine. Well, no, I can, because that yeah, well, uh, Faces of Death Parts 1 through 100 was the most purchased video of all time, wasn't it? We heard something like that. Or, or rented, rented something like or that. Something. It holds yeah, a record. Faces of Death. People like snuff films. That's what they want to see. Even the fake porno snuff films, uh, which they were yeah. all fake. Right. I don't want to burst your bubble, but they were oh, all no. fake anyway. Well, I want but my money back. It doesn't make any difference because they were convinced that it was for real and they got off on that. If I, can I say that? Yeah. They well. got excited about it. So I don't know why anybody would watch it. But, he, but he's right. Didn't I tell you that? Way back in the beginning, it's all sure. about OIL and M-O-N-E-Y and about the Halliburton and Bechtel and the Carlisle Group and all these other uh, grave robbers. That's what it's all about. And the American media once again continues showing their ass. That's what they continue doing to you. They just continue rearing their big, fat, pimply ass right in your face, and you keep looking at it and say, oh, wow, how about that? <laughs> My God, we got a guy gets decapitated, an American, not even a soldier for crying out loud. Not that that would make it any better, but a, a, a guy who's just over there working, trying to make a living. He gets his head chopped off, and what are they talking about on uh, the cable Nazi network this morning? Troy! Yeah, they must have spent a half an hour talking about Brad Pitt and Troy! Yeah. Well, who gives a crap about it? Troy! I sure as hell don't. George does, because he wants to go see it. That's right. When's it well, you better forget about it. Troy! Okay, unless, unless no. you're talking about Troy, New York, or Schenectady, or oh, Utica, or, or Albany. about everything but Troy. Yeah. Troy! By the way, Blind Mike, I'll meet you in Batavia, okay, WBTA. Who's buying lunch? I'll be looking for him. I'll keep an eye out for you. <laughs> Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Newsweek magazine. Somebody faxed this in. Farid Zakarla, the price of arrogance. I'm going to keep reading these articles. I don't really give a flying crap. Oh, we just want a few yucks. <laughs> There's one. As a matter of fact, I got a great idea. I know where you're so, going. Listen to me. Since uh -huh. most of the people just want a few laughs on this show every day, make life easier. There's one. <laughs> right. Right. And there's. <laughs> There's there's that one. Here's here's another one. <laughs> right. And then there's always <laughs> fall back on that. Wait. <laughs> right. And then if you didn't like that one a lot, they didn't do it for you. <laughs> yeah. Although I got I got to be honest with it. My my very favorite of all. <laughs> even even with her even with her waxy build up. That turtles your marrow. So, babbling brook. <laughs> 
By the way, Brooke is over across the street at that oil change place right now waiting to run into Petey Bolger again to see if he'll put her back on the air. <laughs> See, that did it. Now they're in a better mood, all of them, in spite of people getting their heads chopped off and all these people dying for nothing. American public, want, they, they want a break. They deserve a break today, okay? And they're sure not going to get at McDonald's. They, they're going to get a breath at McDonald's is what they're going to get. They're going to puke their guts out from that crap. Do not eat at McDonald's. I'm begging you. The good news is, remember the other day on uh, Monday, a guy called in who was staying, who talked about staying at the Swiss Hotel in a certain room on the dam rack in Amsterdam. The good news is, right there on the dam rack, which is the main tourist trap, uh, you know, right, right across from that damn square, uh, there's a new Albert Hein. Albert Hein is like the Publix, the big supermarket chain. There's an Albert Hein to go. So it's like, it's like a, cause they don't really have like a lot of convenience stores in Amsterdam. Yeah. I'll tell you where they do in Copenhagen. There's a 7-Eleven on every street corner. What's that all about? Handy. And they have great square slices of pizza there too. Man, it's hmm. good. There's a 7-Eleven every half a block in Copenhagen. But Amsterdam, they're not too big on that crap or on good food. But Albert Hein to go is like two doors from McDonald's. So instead of when you're really desperate and you know that they, there's no good food to be found, especially anything quick, go to a Albert Hein to go. There used to be a record store there right on the dam rack. That's for all our Amsterdam crowd out there. It's right next to the pot all right. exchange. No, not that kind of pot. A currency exchange where you can get like 81 cents for the American dollar compared to the euro right now. Isn't that embarrassing? Whatever. What, whatever? Yeah. Well, yeah, whatever when, my ass. When's Troy coming out? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know he was in the closet. I just spoke to him this morning. I, I should have probably asked him. Hey, Troy, when are you coming out? Troy! Yeah. Probably as soon as Roy. does. And we can also play these all day. Troy! Roy! Troy! Roy! Troy! The Battle of the... Roy! Troy! Battle of the X-Fish. 20 till noon at 560 WQM. Nobody wants to talk about being seriously ill, about cancer, heart disease, all of these things. Now, if you have a uh, genetic predisposition, like history in your family of heart disease, maybe lung cancer if you're a heavy smoker, and you want to find out what's happening inside your body, don't forget, it's a proven fact that disease responds extremely well to treatment if you detect it early. If you wait too long, good luck to you. We'll bring you some flowers. Hollywood Diagnostic Center is proud to announce their virtual colonoscopy, which is so much less invasive than the uh, traditional colonoscopy. You know what that's all about. In fact, Duff was telling me he's an expert in that area. Coronary heart scoring and full body screening exams that can detect cancer and other life-threatening diseases in their early stages. A doctor's referral isn't even needed. So for all your imaging exams, call Hollywood Diagnostic Center, especially if you're going to be an old fart like me, which is why I had the exams a couple of weeks ago, the full body screening and the coronary heart scoring. It just takes a matter of minutes. You don't even have to take all your clothes off. You just lay there. They stick your ass in the machine there, and uh, then they show you the x-rays of the entire insides of the body. It's amazing. It's like a virtual trip through your body. Call them at 954-966-3600 for the test that can give you and your family tremendous peace of mind. Or like I said, if there's something bad going on inside your body, find it early while still not too late. At Hollywood Diagnostic Center, they offer state-of-the-art imaging equipment with open MRI, high-speed CAT scan, nuclear medicine, and much, much more. Hollywood Diagnostics has been serving the community for over 20 years, and their facility also provides a complete mobile diagnostic center that can come right to you. For example, if George's mother should slip and fall and break her neck, they can come right to her and maybe uh, in time or maybe not. Call Hollywood Diagnostic Center today at 954 954- 966-3600 for those imaging exams today could be a life-saving phone call. 954-966-3600. Live, Live and local. We're spreading.
Sports Radio 560 QAM. Than Neil Rogers. New on Bravo. It's the makeover show where five gay women show one straight woman how to act like a straight man. Queer pal for the straight gal. When it comes to fashion, I've got one word for you flannel. Flannel? Why flannel? Because men are pigs. What's that got to do with flannel? Nothing. Say, you're a pretty little thing. Oh, oh, uh. Thanks. The Flab Five are an elite team of overweight lesbians in bib overalls and crew cuts, and each is an expert in a different aspect of the butch lifestyle. Transportation? I got two words for you. Holly Davidson. Um, but I don't really say. <laughs> you are a pretty little thing. You want to ride? Watch every week as Queer Pal for the Straight Gal transforms a stylish straight woman from fab to drab. This is thirsty work. Got any beer? No, all I have is wine. Wine swine, which reminds me, men are pigs. Yeah, you mentioned that. Boy, you sure are a pretty little thing. Yeah, uh, gotta go. <laughs> Don't miss Queer Pal for the Straight Gal right after Flat Tops and Birkenstocks. Where else but Bravo. It's, oh man, 11.46, 14 till noon, talk about abrupt, just like somebody shoved him off the edge of a cliff. Which of these best describes why you're listening to the Neil Rogers Show? I think this is pretty, I mean, we've done this before, right? Whatever. In the distant past, a very, uh, it's been a long time. And, of course, the taste of the public changed. So, uh, maybe on Monday they like uh, Rocky Road. Maybe on Tuesday they're more into, like, butterscotch. See, the only problem with butterscotch is if you get like a butterscotch sundae, they always put it on vanilla ice cream. Yeah, right. And I, I just, I refuse to eat vanilla ice cream. It just has no taste. I understand. It's a base. And it's like, with no it's taste. like eating cardboard. Well, what's the point? It would be like eating a vanilla halava. I mean, like chocolate halava, that's not too bad. Oh, yeah. Especially that real greasy kind that your accountant brought to the hockey games that time that gave me wild diarrhea and uh, very painful defecation. Oh, and by the way, the reason Duff was selected to record that spot, they, again, they said he was an expert in that area. Attention, men. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? For a few laughs, 123. <laughs> 54.5%. Hear the stories, Neil reads, 59, 26 point. Now, before I even waste my time reading the result of this poll here, it's the same thing with our website. And we've taken that poll every once in a while. Maybe we'll do that again soon, too. Because we already know what the answer is. They want to see the naked pictures. Right. Right? Which, by the way, we got a beauty of Monique Gabrielle today. It's uh, one of our all-time best, if you ask me. It's a magnifical picture. And also, we still got the old Boone in the box and the lovely Michael Moore in his gigantic Rectum. ass. Michael Powell. What did I say, Michael, Michael Moore? Moore? Well, he's also got a big ass, but yeah, it's uh, Michael Powell's much bigger ass. A little spottier, though. Poor Michael Moore. Don't worry. The uh, Did I mention the Cannes Festival uh, starts today? You didn't mention that. But oh, the Cannes today, Film anyway. Festival starts today, and the movie is in the can. They'll be watching it. It'll get all the awards again, and it will be out this summer all over the country, with or without Eisner, okay? With or without Disney, with or without Mickey Mouse, with or without your good friend... Eisner! All these people. The Price of Arrogance, Fareed Zakarla. But the, the website, they, they don't care about all those stories, and I work my ass off, and so do you when I'm not around, to put really meaningful, meaty stories on there that... The kind of stuff that yeah. people read to be need to be reading that they're not getting from the general American news media, and most people aren't going to be bothered with that crap. Right. How many people do you think really read those stories? About 30, man. Yeah. If I ever felt like I was spinning my wheels, it's doing that. Do you really? Yeah. I even talked well, about it on if the I air, felt but... that. If I felt that way, I would just give up doing it. 
And Eric would be happy about that because it takes up a lot of his time. And, of course, it wouldn't take up nearly as much of his time if he let, you know, turn the uh, purse strings loose to so Josh can do some of that, which is the reason I, we got that uh, that uh, laptop computer. Yeah. We didn't just get it so Josh can look at a bunch of porno websites on here and, like, be Rush Limbaugh Jr. We should have got him a laptop dance. There you go. But nevertheless, I mean, you know, one of these days, maybe and if he's in a generous mood, he'll say, oh, well, guess what, Josh? I guess you can put some of the real simple yeah. stories on there, but I don't really trust you to do it right, Josh. I mean, I like and the whatever. stories. I think they're important, but I just wonder. You know. I just wonder how many people actually read those stories. About 30, man. Yeah. The rest of the people, and you'll notice how the tremendous volume of uh, traffic we have on our website now, since we started the beaded curtain, and we have the naked pictures, which I'd say about 90% of the guys out there want to see the naked pictures of the broads, and about 10% want to see Pat's Boone in the box. Right? Right, that's about right, although there's not much to see. No. Very disappointing. Maybe it was cold that day. Muy pequeña. What? I don't think it was cold at all. Although, quite frankly, I'll let you find out. Poor Pat Boone, man. What a, another, another sad, tragic, tragic youth gone down the wrong road. He came to that fork in the road, man. And I think he, I think he took that tutti frutti road myself. Did you know that he did, he recorded tutti frutti? Oh yeah, I saw the video. Ah, Rudy? Yeah. Little Richard, he, he, they, they ain't been speaking together to each other ever since. And they used to be so tight. Now, didn't we already do that poll on the worst remake of uh, record? Didn't we do or did uh, we do it? Something like that. Yeah. But since we don't well, remember, you know, so we, that means we can do it again. the way he says that? Yeah, like, yeah. oh, don't do that again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not as slow as you think, okay? I caught that. <laughs> yeah, Josh really likes those poll builders. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially the ones where you have to have, like, 800 different names on their song titles, movie titles. We're going to be starting that tomorrow. What's your favorite Shakespearean paragraph? Yeah. What's your favorite word? That we can still say on the air. Well, there's only... About 30, man. Yeah, so that should narrow it down. Fareed Zakarla writes... Well, before I do this, I probably should take some of the good calls. WQAM, hello. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, sir. I it's Reverend Jones. See, I didn't even need you on that one. Yeah, I know. See, now I finally caught He's got that tone in his voice. Now we got yeah. that tone, Reverend Jones. Yeah. yeah. A great a, one. That's actually Chaz. Well, I don't, I don't really care which is which. Okay, I'll, I'll leave you to the minutia, the details of which is which and who's on top and who's on bottom. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that I don't even go to the Neil Rogers Show uh, website anymore. I just go to neilgod.com to see the, the beauty curtain because you can go right to it. Right. So, have a nice day. And thanks for your refreshing honesty, sir. There you go. So, he's trying, trying to give me a shtuch. You don't need to go to your website. Just go to the. Uh, so what do we care? We put it on there so you can look at it. it, it does it really? Uh, is it any sweat off of my ass? No. What do I care? You know. But you could tell by the way, like the hit and run job. They're like, oh, you know, have a nice day. Click. Like, like, like it's going to hurt my feelings. We don't care. What do I care? Do you care? About what? When Troy's coming out? Right. Probably around the same time as uh, Duff. Fareed Zakarla writes in Newsweek, The Price of Arrogance. America is ushering in a new responsibility era, says President Bush, as part of his standard stump speech, where each of us understands we're responsible for the decisions we make in life. When speaking about bad CEOs, he's even clearer as to what it entails. You're beginning to see the consequences of people making irresponsible decisions. They need to pay a price for their irresponsibility, he says. 
I take full responsibility, said Donald Rumsfeld in his congressional testimony last week. But what does this mean? Secretary Rumsfeld hastened to add that he didn't plan to resign and wasn't going to ask anyone else who might have been responsible to resign. As far as I can tell, taking responsibility these days means nothing more than saying the magic words, I take responsibility. Or maybe I apologize. After the greatest terrorist attack against America, no one was asked to resign, and the White House didn't even want to launch into a serious investigation into it. The 9-11 Commission was created after months of refusals because some of the victims' families pursued it aggressively and simply didn't give up. After the fiasco over Iraqi weapons of mass destruction, not one person was ever re even reassigned. The only people who have been fired or cashiered in this administration are men like General Eric Shinseki, Paul O'Neill, and Larry Lindsay, who spoke inconvenient truths. Rumsfeld went on in his testimony to explain that these terrible acts were perpetrated by a small number. That's correct, except the small number who are truly responsible are not the handful of uniformed personnel currently being charged for the prison abuse scandal. The events at Abu Ghraib are part of a larger breakdown in American policy over the past two years, and it's been perpetrated by a small number of people at the highest levels of government. Since 9-11, a handful of officials at the top of the Defense Department and the Vice President's Orifice have commandeered American foreign and defense policy. In the name of fighting terror, they have systematically weakened the traditional restraints that have made this country respected around the world. Alliances, international institutions, norms, and ethical con uh, conventions have all been deemed inexpensive indulgence, expensive indulgences at a time of crisis. Within weeks after 9-11, senior officials at the Pentagon and the White House began to drive to maximize American freedom of action. They attacked specifically the Geneva Conventions, which governed behavior during wartime. Rumsfeld explained that the conventions did not apply to today's set of facts. He and his top aides have tried persistently to keep prisoners out of the reach of either American courts or international law, presumably so they can be handled without those petty-fogging rules as uh, barriers. Rumsfeld initially fought both the uniformed military and Colin Powell urged that prisoners in Guantanamo be accorded rights under the conventions. Eventually, he gave in on the matter, but continued to suggest that the protocols were antiquated. Last week, he said again that the Geneva Conventions did not precisely apply and were simply basic rules. The conventions are not exactly optional. They're the law of the land, signed by the President and ratified by Congress. Rumsfeld's concern that al-Qaeda members do not wear uniforms and are thus unlawful combatants is understandable, but that's a determination that a military court would have to make. In a war that would go on for decades, you cannot simply arrest and detain people indefinitely on the say-so of the Secretary of Defense. The basic attitude taken by Rumsfeld, Cheney, and their top aides has been, we're at war, all these uh, pieties will have to wait. As a result, there's that word, not, uh, do you see the co copy of this? No. It's a miracle I can read it at all. All these niceties, I guess, will have to wait. Same difference. As a result, we've waged preemptive war unilaterally, spurred international cooperation, rejected U.N. participation, humiliated allies, discounted the need for local support in Iraq, and incurred massive cost in blood and treasure. If the world is not to be trusted in these dangerous times... Key agencies of the American government, like the State Department, are to be trusted even less. Congress is barely informed, even on issues on which its advice and consent are constitutionally mandated. Leave process aside, the results are plain on almost every issue involving post-war Iraq. Troop strength, international support, the credibility of exiles, debathification, handling Ayatollah al-Sistani, Washington's assumptions and policies have all been wrong. By now, most have been reversed, often too late to have much effect. This strange combination of arrogance and incompetence has not only destroyed the hope for a new Iraq, it's had the much broader effect of turning the United States into an international outlaw in the eyes of much of the world. Whether he wins or loses in November, George W. Bush's legacy is now clear. The creation of a poisonous atmosphere of anti-Americanism around the globe, I'm sure he takes full responsibility. My, my and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QA, QA.
Well, how about it, David? Uh, the only thing funnier than rape is that pipe smokers call the one hour. <laughs> and another thing, if you're gonna listen to me, we'll have been a big star by now. With that little bit squeak voice, how do you expect to get anywhere, you little puny puke? Can we say puke? I don't even know anymore. What do I care? And when I hear you, hey. I want to die. Your peccary, no toenail cheese aroma, puts me in a coma, and points my eye. Why you, I ought to smack you. <laughs> I know my smell attracts you. But unlike Zach, you, you still got a job. I feel just like that you are my kid brother. And one yiddy to another. <laughs> That's why you're still not I'm on a show and put you in a coma. Can't wait till it's over. Absolutely. All right, that's enough. Oh, Promo 2 at 560, WQM, happy Wednesday afternoon. The reason I listen to Neil Esteer and Murph Moe, Howard David had says this fact, so there you go, okay? And, of course, keep in mind... Oh, we're fine. That's why he listens. Oh, do we want to put that on there? What? That suggestion. I'm, no, we're not going to add on to this, Paul. Don't get sucked into that game. It was kind of cute. <laughs> I read it there. I played the guy the bit, okay, which I love that bit. But uh, let's not add on. This is not a pull that needs to be embellished, expanded, etc., which of these best describes while you're listening to the Neil Rogers show for a few laughs, a yuck or two here or there? 168, 54.1%. Here are the stories Neil reads, 82, 26.4%. That's not really that bad because I'm sure that there's like mix and match there. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, we did ask which of these best describes. Uh, it kills four hours of my boring life. I have no life. 34. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off. 11. Now we're starting to get to the truth. Now we knew, I knew that would go up. Hate me like poison, probably hate you even worse if that's possible, Ooh, but they can't turn it off. To hear the crazy and the crank calls, 9 and 9, and to hear the caller's opinion, 6. <laughs> not too uh, not too thrilling there with the callers for some strange reason. Now. Now? Let's see, you're like this. Let's say something good about John Kerry for a change. Can't say too much. Please. Democratic challenger John Kerry said today his first choice as defense secretary would be Republican Senator John McCain. As he criticized the Bush administration for failed policies in Iraq, Kerry slammed Bush and Defense Secretary Rumsfeld for the abuse of Iraqi prisoners, their failure to build an international coalition, and other miscalculations surrounding this war. This thing has been so extraordinarily mismanaged and ineptly prosecuted, he said. He told Imus in the morning, oh, we missed that this morning, thank God, a day after Army Major General Antonio Taguba 
told Congress the abuse re- uh, reflected the failure of leadership in the U.S. Armed Forces, renewing his call for Bush to take full responsibility. See, there is again. And Rumsfeld resigned despite his apology. Kerry singled out Jim McCain of Arizona, a fellow Vietnam veteran and frequent Bush critic, when pressed on who he'd want running the Pentagon. Kerry listed several other possible candidates who could manage the Pentagon very effectively, including Democratic Senator Carl Levin of Michigan, Republican Senator John Warner of Virginia, yada, 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 and a partridge in a pear tree. That's a good move, though, of mentioning McCain. Don't you think? I absolutely do. Public likes John McCain. They feel a little bad about that thing on his cheek, but nevertheless, they like him a lot. I like him. Now, wait till you hear this. You sitting down? Well, yeah. New York Daily News, Michael Goodwin's column today. Liberal radio is airing bad jokes and worse taste. There's one uh, word in here I can't even read on the air. It's not 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 a. I just can't read it. You'll you'll understand why. All right. The United States is on the slippery slope to theocratic fascism. The Catholic Church has been secretly encouraging oral sex for years. Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld ought to be tortured. President Bush should be taken out. And I can't read it. Okay. Those are. It doesn't need any comment. It's just, you know, I can't read it. Those are a few nutso nuggets from the host of Air America Radio, which calls itself the new liberal voice. The fledgling network is carried in New York on WLIB 1190 AM. With the Iraq torture scandal everywhere, I tuned in, expecting to hear sober policy analysis mixed with glee over President Bush's political pickle. Instead, I got ten hours of rancid venom directed at the President, Rumsfeld, Rush Limbaugh, the Catholic Church, and anyone else the host felt like slamming. If you're a card-carrying liberal who likes crude sex jokes in a cartoonish echo chamber, Air America is for you. Take one host linking of the, the talk of pulling out the troops with the claim that that's what the Catholic Church says about premarital sex. Ha ha. The network aims to give Democrats a media organization to counter Limbaugh and others on the right who dominate talk radio. What, National Public Radio and the New York Times aren't enough? The signing of comedian and best-selling author Al Franken gave Air America a liberal drawing card, but if his three-hour show on Monday was typical, he could sink the ship instead of saving it. Two attempts at humor were offensive in his Oi Oi show, set to Israeli music. A sidekick reads news reports, in this case, the murder of the Russian-backed president of Chechnya. Franken's role is to pipe up with a light-hearted, Oi, Oi, Oi. Yep, nothing tickles the ribs like an assassination. Franken also Im- uh, imitated a priest giving communion saying body of Christ when an imagined pedophile priest was in line, but not for you when pro-choice politicians came up. The church was a day-long obsession, as was Limbaugh. He's an awful man, a pig, and a Nazi, Franken said. Color me confused. If Franken and company hate the pill-popping Limbaugh so much, why imitate his tar-pit tone? Sounds like Limbaugh simply driven them nuts. Missing was the tension that comes from honest debate. Only Franken had guests voicing even the slightest distance from the party line, which is that John Kerry is perfect, except he should attack Bushmore. The queen of venom, Randy Rhodes. <laughs> that is a great line. The queen of venom, Randy Rhodes, followed Franken in the host's in the slot. Her imitation of a cracker military type telling a soldier to insert this fluorescent light bulb into that man's buttocks was revolting. She compared U.S. prisons in Iraq to the Nazi gulag and said... The day I say thank you to Rumsfeld is the same day I'll say thank you to the 12 people who raped me. Rock bottom came when she compared Bush and his family to the Corleones in the Godfather saga. Like Fredo, somebody ought to take him out fishing and, oh, jeez. You know, somebody ought to explain to this girl uh, the things that you can and cannot say on the air about any president, not just this one. Jesus. Jesus isn't that, Christ. Isn't that enough to just I... make you want to cry? Assuming it's all true, yeah. How, uh, how no, but I don't think that the guy's going to make this up. It's you know, during a day of torture by radio, I heard ads for Hewlett Packard, Greyhound, and especially General Motors. 
I asked GM why it appeared in such shows. Ridey Carney, GM's manager of marketing communications, said the ads were wrongly picked from an earlier deal with WLIB. She said the station was ordered to cease and desist yesterday and added GM will not advertise on any Air America affiliates. Well, goody gumdrops for them. I don't see really all of that much in there except, of course, that comment that she made, which you can't see on the air. No. But, again, you know, when you take stuff out of context, what does it really mean? Except for the fact that Al Franken is okay on in print. He's not a broadcaster. And that right. she obviously is like uh, gone off the deep end, evidently, off her deep end. Howard! Man. Jesus. Anyway, so there's, uh, and this guy's probably a right-winger anyway. I don't, I don't know Michael Goodwin, columnist in New York Daily News. I have no idea. Yeah, never heard of it. No. And anyway, there you go, for your perusal. Now, the New York Post, which ordinarily is very far to the right, certainly of the Daily News or just about anybody else, but they got a really good column here by John Crudell. What are they smoking at the Labor Department? You're like this one. He says, don't get too excited about all those new jobs that were supposed to be created in April. I'm not going to waste a lot of my precious space on this, but the bottom line is that most of the 288,000 jobs that the Labor Department says were created last month may not really exist. They could be figments of statisticians' optimism. Anyone who plotted through my column last Thursday knows I predicted that job growth in April would be better than the 160 to 170,000 jobs the pros were anticipating. But I also said quite emphatically, I hope that the stronger growth would be an illusion, the result of the Labor Department's computers making happy predictions about seasonal job creation that could neither be verified nor justified. I'll explain one aspect. <coughs> Back in the March employment report, the government added 153,000 positions to its revised total of 337,000 new jobs because it thought but couldn't prove Loads of new companies were being created in this economy. That estimate comes from the Labor Department's birth-death model. You can look up these numbers on the department's website. As staggering as the assumption about new companies was in March, the Labor Department got even more brazen in April. Last Friday, it was disclosed that these imagery, imaginary jobs have been increased by 117,000 to 270,000 for the latest month because, I guess, the stat jockeys got a vision from the gods of spring. Without those extra 117,000 make-believe jobs... The real total growth for April would have been just 171,000, subpar for an economy that's supposed to be growing at more than 4% a year, but right on the pros' targets. Take away all 270,000 make-believe jobs, and while you have the sort of pessimism that the political pollsters are seeing. If I was the suspicious type, and if I thought Washington was smart enough, I'd suspect a nasty motive behind the sudden surge in these mystery jobs, but for now, let's just acknowledge their existence. Also keep in mind that the government doesn't distinguish between good companies being created and, say, a guy doing consulting work out of his basement because he can't find real work. What does this new job amount announcement mean in the real world? It means there'll be more pressure on the financial markets, as we've seen for a while, but especially since last Thursday. It also means that the Federal Reserve now has the excuse it needs to raise interest rates in June, as I've said what happened before, and will probably start regretting that move by the end of the summer. And President Bush will probably give in to temptation and start crowing about the economy, going against the mood as captured by pollsters. This will make him look as out of touch as reality with reality as his father did. And here's some more bad news about Iraq, he writes. A source in the intelligence community, uh, community tells me that the U.N. oil embargo of Saddam Hussein was worthless because Iraqi oil was being shipped all of these years to a Caribbean island called St. Eustatius, unloaded onto onshore tanks, and then reloaded into U.S.-bound tanker ships. The same switcheroo is being done with Iranian oil, I'm told. Oh, and the sources say Washington would rather that nobody know about this. Right. How do you like that? Gee. That Sodom was an evil doer. And, and I'll tell you, speaking about evil people, some of these idiotic comments that have been made in the last 24 hours since the beheading of the American, since he had his head sliced off by a bunch of Al-Qaeda lunatics, uh, this goes to show you what evil people these are, and about, you know, as if we need a reminder after they killed 3,000 innocent people by hijacking planes and flying them into buildings 
They're bad people. Oh, no kidding. I'd forgotten about that, hadn't you? Oh, oh, yeah. Twelve minutes past noon. They're naughty and they're nasty. They need to be spanked. Bad. So let's attack a country that had nothing to do with it. Yeah, let's uh, attack uh, Spain, Andorra. Tibet. Oh, the Chinese already did that. Oh. Well, the Dalai Lama was just here a couple weeks ago uh, in, in right here in Toronto with a whole bunch of them yeah. Buddhist people, all the people with their schmatzes on. Did he dilly-dally? I don't know. I don't I don't want to see him. We've got enough bald-headed geeks at QAM. We don't need to see the Dalai Lama. Although I did reach out my window. I waved and said, hello, Dolly, a couple of times. He said, you don't look like Louis Armstrong. Boom is TV, but it's high-definition TV delivered via satellite dish and HD receiver. The picture. In fact, I saw a TV spot for Boom about an hour ago. I forgot to tell you. Yeah. You were probably out of the Boom. The picture is so superior to regular TV, you will not believe it. The quality is like comparing the latest DVD to your old scratchy wedding video. Boom is the only entertainment system designed for high-definition TV. Boom has got the most HD TV anywhere and provides all the equipment necessary to enjoy the ultimate HD TV experience, including the satellite dish, HD receiver, and the remote. What's not to like? And Boom's got over 30 channels about 30, man. of HD programming. You can watch ESPN in high definition. That's three times more HD channels than you get from cable. And they've got all your other favorite channels like HBO and MTV, even uh, local channels. Boom's got over 120 channels of great entertainment. Boom even has exclusive channels of HD movies, music, and sports that you can't even get from your cable or satellite company. So with Voom, you get everything you've got now, plus all these awesome high-definition channels, too. Call Voom today, toll-free at 1-866-848-8666, or visit Voom.com for a limited-time offer, which includes free installation, no upfront cost, and no long-term commitment. That's 1-866-848-8666. Or check them on the web at voom.com to start vooming today. Offer ends May 31. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Are you listening to me? No. And then the Lord said, let there be light. And lo, there was light. From the same people who brought you the much-beloved Talking Bible comes a new ten-volume set, brilliantly updated for the 80s. Yes, it's the Rapping Bible. There was dark everywhere. Then the man said, light. And the light was there. He said, I've done good, there's no doubt. On the seventh day, he just chilled out. Genesis, Genesis, beginning of that, beginning of this. Finally, the good book is bad, and his word is next Check it out. There's a town called Sodom and Gomorrah. Everybody partied like no tomorrow. God looked down, said, not my fault. Don't look back or you'll turn to salt. That's right, took a peek, started to free. The cow came up and licked her cheek. Take a lick, y'all, of a cheek, y'all. Imagine all the songs, all the parables, every sacred biblical word interpreted by the finest sucker MCs of all time. Genesis! Exodus! Making his word fresh again. From 19 at 560, WQM, the mad dog, Jim Mandage, the man. He'll be along at 2 this afternoon. Then you got Kim Bocamper, who's even a bigger man in some respects. Is he going to bring that cow with him from in front of the dealership? I'm, I'm curious. I don't want to, like, bring your personal stuff in on the air, but why are you not getting your um, vehicle fixed at uh, Kim Bocamper's dealership? Uh, uh, beyond my budget, considering what it needs done. It's not under warranty? Not no more. It's old. It's four years old now. Yeah. Doesn't that sound like a sob story to you, Josh? Yeah, a little bit. 
That'll teach you to go like uh, to some Israeli businessmen and get uh, ripped off, man. That'll teach you. Oh, do that again. See, that article I read from the Daily News, I'm almost sorry that I read it about Aramaricolo. It, it indicates to me just how desperate they are. But the idea that he's expecting to tune in and hear a bunch of really straight-laced political, uh, that would be the biggest kiss of death. At least if they're trying a little bit of humor on there, maybe they might have a chance, although I doubt it. But maybe they might. See, and maybe if some of it was actually funny. The only thing that I find very disturbing, though, was that the skit he was describing on the Al Franken show was obviously script. Everything he does is scripted. Right. Well, that's because oh. he's a scripter. He writes. We've but how him. can you be a broadcaster and read from a script? And there you I go. mean, it's one thing if you're reading bedtime stories, okay, which I think I'm probably the only one who does that, and it's probably pretty boring, but you like it. But, I mean, to, to, be, to do, be doing your show reading from a script comedy stuff? Oh, my God. That's when I saw that clip of them doing the show on that yeah. Sunday morning show, and if those were he was highlights... Well, they were just chatting there, him and his uh, cohort. Oh, it was a chat show? Yeah. Although I think they were pronouncing it wrong. I see. Probably. U.S. military opens investigation into alleged abuse of prisoner in eastern Afghanistan. How do you like that? Oh, my gosh. Kabul. The U.S. military has opened an investigation into allegations that an Afghan police officer was stripped naked, beaten, and photographed at a U.S. base in Afghanistan, officials said today. This must be just another one of those strange coincidences, wouldn't you think? Must be. And, and they did show your girlfriend on there again, Lindy England, and I'm thinking to myself... She's up because she's preggered, and forget about that. I don't like her I'm anymore. I'm just thinking to myself, all these poor schleps, man, who are over there, they're the ones that are going to have to be the scapegoats, because that's what oh, they're yeah. looking for now, is scapegoats. So we're going to court-martial her, we're going to court-martial that other broad right. and a few other guys, and, and there'll be like a, you know, a half a dozen or so scapegoats, and then all the other higher-ups uh, who really were responsible for giving all the orders, they'll just uh, go along their merry way. Well, if they don't care if the soldiers die, they're not going to care if they go to jail. Right. The alleged abuse in Afghanistan occurred in August 2003 at the American base in the eastern town of Gardea, 60 miles south of the capital of Kabul. According to a statement by the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, the U.S. military has launched an immediate investigation, the statement said, adding U.S. officials had learned of the allegations from the media. Lieutenant Colonel Tucker Mansiger, a military spokesman, said the case was only brought to the military's attention yesterday and is being investigated by the Army's Criminal Investigation Department. He wouldn't discuss details saying they wanted to investigate in a totally impartial manner. New York Times quoted the former police colonel, Syed Nabi Siddiqui, 47, as saying he was subjected to sexual abuse, taunting and sleep deprivation, and yada, 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 and a partridge in a pear tree. And with same-sex marriage becoming legal in Massachusetts on Monday, <coughs> newspapers throughout the state are preparing to usher in a new era by publishing same-sex wedding and engagement announcements on their pages in Massachusetts. What isn't clear, however, is how many newly married gay and lesbian couples will choose the traditional method of using their local newspaper to trumpet the news. Now, uh, I'll ask it again. When is Troy coming out? Huh? Troy! Less than two years after the New York Times set a crucial precedent by announcing its willingness to publicize same-sex unions and commitment ceremonies, the sands have shifted dramatically. Right? Troy! Same-sex marriage is about to be legally sanctioned. Editors around Massachusetts say they have no qualms about publicizing these events. A Boston Globe survey of 15 Massachusetts dailies, including the two largest, the Globe and the Herald, found that they, that's the Boston Herald, of course, found they plan to treat same-sex marriage announcements the same as heterosexual wedding news. Only one newspaper that responded to the Globe inquiry, the Taunton Daily Gazette, said it hadn't formally decided whether to publish the announcements. Maybe they'll just spend their time taunting the uh, couples. You think? 
They're a little teasing, too. They used to have a dog track in Taunton. I wonder if it's still there. I haven't even thought about that yet, said the managing editor, Dave Brown, while acknowledging that the paper would probably accept it. Well, isn't that great? Troy! And congratulations, Troy. Let us know who the lucky fella is. 5670560. Pound 560 on the AT&T. Roy! And Verizon Wireless Line. Wouldn't that be a hell of a quinella? Troy and Roy. I can just smell it now. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? That's our second poll question of the day. 378 votes. For a few laughs, 202. <laughs> to hear the stories, Neil reads 100. So 53.4% for a few yucks. 26.5% for those bedtime stories. And then, of course, we got those other people who want to make sure we understand. They don't even go to neilrogers.com on our website. They're like subverting. They're going behind our backs so they can get right to those dirty pictures. Yeah, well, we have a back door for them. Yeah, I bet you that kid's got his own. <laughs> it kills four hours of my boring life, 43. There's at least some honesty there. I have no life. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, 14. Hate him. Despise him. Gah! To hear the crazy and crank callers, 12. And to hear the uh, callers' opinions, 7 out of 378. The callers aren't doing too well there. One would get the distinct feeling that maybe the callers have been a little on the weak side for the last how many years now? About 30, man. They might pick up like this call on line 9, I bet you, is going to be a real wiener. Hello? There's nothing else on. What is it? There's nothing else on. That's why. There's nothing else on. Your radio only picks up QAM? Don't you post to hang up with me by now? No. Hang no I'm, waiting to, I'm just waiting for you to come up with some new material. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't have it. Can't do it. See, that's right there. That's hey. the reason that the callers are in last place, because of you. See, he's in shock that I actually like... Uh, I mean, I'm not in any hurry to hang up on people. Well, there's a few we make an exception on. But he's so sad, I almost felt sorry for him there. There's nothing else on. See, but that already is in the category of uh, to kill four hours of my boring life, see? I have no life. That's what you're trying to say, pal. We already put a perfect category for you there. He didn't even recognize it. No. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. There's another reason why people listen to you, and it's a good And what one. is that, sir? And you can phrase it one of two ways. Neil tells it like it is, and you can trust that. Or what yeah. Neil says makes a lot of sense. Uh-huh. That's the reason yeah. why I listen to you. You're honest. I, I know you're a Kerry supporter, but there have even been times when you've come out and said, I can't figure out what John Kerry's doing. Why is he Enough of that talking. Right. You know, I, I just like the fact that you're not afraid to be straightforward and tell the truth. I'm right? not afraid to be straight, man. Well, I know. <laughs> you, know you know what I'm trying to say? You, I do. There's value to what you have to say on your program. Thanks for the lick job, man. Thank you so much. Okay. See ya. Bye-bye. Well, let's put that on there because Neil tells it like it is. Huh? Yeah. I'm just going to bend over and let you kiss my derriere. Wreck him. There you go. Well, like I understand what he's saying. Maybe that would be a nice thing. There's nothing wrong with being nice once in a while. I was telling George the other morning off the air, and, and I'll say right on here, that since I've been here in Toronto the last couple of years, a good part of the time, that I find myself being a much nicer person. Sure. I hold the door open for people. I converse a little bit with my neighbors when they come in the building with their groceries or whatever on the elevator. And I just I just find myself doing things that in South Florida you wouldn't dream of being like nice yeah. to strangers. And people respond in kind. They're nice. They're friendly. Not you know, not obnoxious, <sighs> slobbering all over you, but but just friendly in a very pleasant way. Pleasant. A word that doesn't exist in South Florida, does it? No. So let's get that on there right away, Josh, because Neil tells it like it is. Neil, God! Yeah. Uh, Neil gives it to you straight. No, yeah, that's what you think. 
Oh, by the way, speaking of that. Absolutely. When a man is considering a hair replacement, his greatest concern is how natural it's going to look. Can other people tell when they say, oh, look at that clown with that silly-looking piece with that crazy mop? You can always spot a bad hair system, a dead mule man, but how many good ones go unnoticed? Charles Alfieri has designed and supplied hair assistance to show business celebrities and regular people for more than 35 years. He's appeared as a guest on Good Morning America, The Today Show, CBS Morning News, etc., introducing his patented unmatchable hair system that offers you the most amazing natural hairline system in the universe. The most critical area of any hair system is the hairline, and Charlie's new skin-like hair system is 100% un... Unbelievable. Detectable. Well, let me try it again. It's 100% undetectable. Charlie's guaranteed you his tries hair system for 30 days. About 30, man. If you don't love the way it looks and feels and smells, if you're not getting, like, pawed at and clawed at and getting so much action you're, like, worn out, return it for a full refund. Charlie also services and repairs existing hair systems, including shampoo and trim. Shampoo and... <laughs> so don't delay. Call Charlie today and change your life forever. Look better and younger than you ever dreamed you could again. Forget about that mousy piece. Absolutely. Call 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413 or check them on the web at charlesalfieri.com. Live and local, this, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. WQAM. Oh, oh, yeah. What is it good for? Nothing but, but singing. Uh-huh. WQAM. Anyway, uh, Josh, a little spelling lesson here for you. A little uh, grammar, spelling, all of these things, okay? Okay. Now, I'm looking here. You did put that on there. Neil tells it like it is, which has seven votes already, by the way. Thanks for uh, kissing my ass. But why is there an apostrophe in the word tells? It's a mystery. As a matter of fact, could there ever possibly be an apostrophe in the word T-E-L-L-S? Is there any possibility that under any circumstances for any meaning? Sure. The word tells, sure. such as? So there's a guy named Tell, and uh, he's got a pen. It's Tell's pen. With a small T? Well, no, that would be a pen. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I am trying for him ah. here. Why is that apostrophe in there? Oops. And the worst part of it is now you can't change it. Eric can change it. So once again, you have to rely on fat old Eric to go in there with his magic wand hey. and make your apostrophe go away. He's not so old. Just fat? Is that what you're trying to say? Was that a shot at Eric? Yeah. That was a shot at fat Eric up there in Orlando, man. Shame on you. 428 votes. Which of these best describes why you listen to this program, man? Why? 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 For a few laughs, 227. 53. 
few chuckles, <laughs> like that. To hear these stories, those bedtime stories, those ponderous, long stories that Neil fumbles and bubbles over. 108, 25.2%. Although actually today I'm reading fairly well because my blood sugar is under 500. Good job. It kills four hours of my boring life, 49, 11.1% say... I have no life. And they're right. And we understand. They're in South Florida. What do you expect? To hear the crazy and crank calls, 15. I hate Neil, but can't turn it off, 15. Neil tells it like it is a dozen. It's moving up there already. Thank you, sir. And to hear the caller's opinions, 9 out of 440 votes. See, I hate to break it to that columnist in the New York Daily News and also the people that are America, but that whole... Right versus left. It's done. It's history. It's finito, okay? The old-style talk radio. Any, I could have told him that. Saved him a lot of money. For a, for one-hundredth of whatever money they're wasting on his crap, I could have saved him all that money. Said, forget about it. Don't waste millions and millions and try to put on a liberal talk network. It's going to go over like Halava in uh, Siberia. Forget about it. Right. Although Halava might go away pretty well in Siberia. They probably still have a lot of old Jews uh, stocked away there. See what I'm saying? What do you say? I'm saying Moe ought to be in Siberia. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. Here's a good story though. Well, you know it's doubly good. You want to know why? Because it's in Dade County. And since all of us, oh, that's right. Josh lives in Dade. Well, that's okay. The amount of money you got, you don't have to worry Josh about paying taxes. Live in Dade. You don't. And that's right. He lives in uh, Weston, Coral Springs, somewhere around there. So we're three for three. We live in. Well, yeah. Dade County commissioners yesterday gave their blessing to a $367 million plan to build a retractable roof ballpark for the Marlins southwest of the Orange Bowl. Anybody want to go there? No. Anybody want to go anywhere near the Orange Bowl? No. Of course not. In fact, just reading about it makes me want to run to another bowl. Acknowledging there are still numerous questions to be answered and much work that needs to be done, commissioners voted 8-3 to three for the proposal. The plan was approved unanimously by the city commission in Miami last week. Of course, this is before the Marlins lost to Houston 6-1 to last night. They might change their mind. The vote allows city, county, and team officials to begin work in earnest on a full financing proposal with legal guarantees and construction specifications, but the plan is contingent on selling the... The city selling the old Miami Arena, a process already underway, and securing a sales tax rebate from the state that would fill a $30 million financing gap About 30, man. in the plan. Although officials are hopeful the state will grant the team the $2 million sales tax rebate for 30 years About 30, man. during next year's session, Marlins President David Sampson said the team will need to come up with an alternate plan should the state funding not come through. Samson said construction will need to be started by December or January to ensure April 2007 opening the team is counting on, or else. The plan calls for a 38,000-seat ballpark and a 2,500-space parking garage. The team's committed $20 million bucks up front, $127 million in rent payments from future revenue, and $10 million from a ticket surcharge and a partridge in a pear tree. 5670560, oh, pound 560. Let's hear it. It's in Dade County, baby, us Broward people. Oh! We don't have to pay a dime taxes on it, and then if people want to go to the games, they can go. It's going to be right near the Orange Bowl. I know that's your favorite. Oh, yeah, go there, Ralph. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hello. I talked to Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yes. Hey, how you doing? All right. Good, good. First-time caller, long-time listener. Um, All right. Yeah, just wanted to let you know... Um, Listen, I think you're doing an amazing job of keeping things real down here in South Florida for a change compared to the other uh, talk shows. And um, I just want to let you know, uh, over all these years, you've never lost your integrity. You stay close to your guns. 
And, um, you know, I just wish people were more uh, on the same page as you. And uh, just uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, keep fighting the good fight because we need more people like you around. Thanks a lot, Pally. You got him, my man. I'll go Thanks tell that. myself off. Thank you. Okay. That was good. Wasn't that a good call? Sure. I didn't realize we were going to have everybody lick Neil's ass. Hiya, Pally! But that's good. I mean, don't look too hard because that's bad for your roids. That's what Duff was explaining to me before the show today. He says it causes very painful uh, defecation. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. And I'll tell you one thing, Duff knows. Rectum. He knows it inside and out. <laughs> what? Huh? Oh, he knows his ass. Gun? He knows his ass from your elbow. Oh, there was something funny on TV. Oh, I'll bet you there was. In fact, if you don't cut the crap, he might have his elbow up uh, your nose pretty soon if you don't watch it. Or under your armpit or somewhere. Maybe up I'm, Josh's I'm always ear. watching it. 20 till 1 at 560. I don't know what it is, but the, is it just me or today seemed to be like for a fairly pleasant day and we're not supposed to feel really good. No, we just had a, an American guy, a right. young guy with his head uh, chopped off yesterday. What are you talking and about? And we're sitting here. What? I die every day. Well, that's true, but I mean, this was, uh, you know, what we they're saw making a bigger one. deal out of this because they got it on video. And yeah. just like those pictures of all the uh, dehumanization of the Iraqi prisoners, when you have the pictures, man, that's what makes it more graphic. If it's just like some kind of, uh, you know, vague, nebulous, oh, there's a bunch of dead people over there. And then, of course, if you prevent the people from seeing the coffins, which they're, they're just frantically trying to continue doing that, then it makes it seem like uh, not even real, you know? But as uh, some people we know would say, is real. Who would say Another that? Another one. Oi! Lobster Fest is back at the Emerald Coast. If you've never been there, you are missing a feast, the likes of which you've never seen in your life. The service is great. You'll never leave it on an empty stomach. In fact, you'll probably waddle out of there. Can you imagine the Beast and Zack at the Emerald Coast? At the same time? I guarantee you, Richard probably slam those doors shut say, oh, by the way, we're uh, remodeling. Emerald Coast offers you sensational mouth-watering dishes. Everything fresh, fantastic. They don't use any crap, no MSG, no cornstarch. They cook only with cholesterol-free oils. Start out with six different soups. You can try any or all of them if you like. And then sample zillions of delicious entrees. New York Strip made order their sizzling Asian grill. The new Hunan fish. They got Maine lobster thermidor style. Notice Maine is spelled here M-A-I-N. I bet you Josh That's had something to do with means. writing this copy. I knew Maine lobster good. thermidor style. Jonah crab. Oysters on a half shell. Hand car prime rib. Great new Thai specialties. And, of course, they've got a full uh, salad bar. A full Chinese food lineup. Their brand new sushi bar. And even fresh cocktail. And if there's any room after sampling all of this stuff, just shoveling it down your face, waddle over to the dessert station because they've got a fantastic end. In fact, you'll probably have a pretty big end, too, when you finish eating all of this. They've got a dessert bar featuring Belgian waffles and pies and cakes, pastries, ice cream with all your favorite toppings, even fresh fruit. And there's nothing like Duff told me this morning like a fresh fruit. What a way to end a fantastic feast. Three locations, Pembroke Pines, Sunny Isles, and in Sunrise. So take the whole family or book your next business luncheon right now at the Emerald Coast and let them cook up a storm for you. Takeout and delivery is always available. Voted number one by Zagat Restaurant Reviews and WSVN News is South Florida's best Asian buffet, and I wholeheartedly concur. Call 954-572-3822. Ask Richard how those Leafs doing now. 954-572-3822 for the unbeatable Emerald Coast Chinese Buffet. Sports Radio 560 QAM. <laughs> 
tonight on the North Korean Food Channel, Chef Kim brings us the best in show from Westminster. Kim's canine cuisine features shepherd soup in a bulldog broth served with collie cutlets and French poodle fries. What does a poodle like this fetch nowadays? I don't know. Here, boy, fetch. <laughs> I understand Koei reheats well, too. Yup, just nuke it up. But won't that upset the U.S. government? <laughs> it's the best in show from Westminster tonight on the Korean Food Channel. Violation. 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 46-14-1 at 560 WQM. The scandal of prisoner abuses by U.S. soldiers in Iraq has dealt a bigger blow to the U.S. than the September 11th attacks. The Vatican foreign minister told an Italian newspaper. Are you ready for that? Okay. In an interview published today in the Rome Daily La Repubblica, Archbishop Giovanni Lajolo described the abuses as a tragic episode in the relationship with Islam and said the scandal would fuel hatred for the West and for Christianity. No Schmidt. The torture, a more serious blow to the U.S. than 9-11, except that the blow was not inflicted by terrorists, but by Americans against themselves, Lajolo was quoted as saying in La Repubblica. Lajolo said that intelligent people in Arab countries understand that in a democracy such episodes are not hidden and are punished. Still, the vast mass of people under the influence of Arab media cannot but feel aversion and hate for the West growing inside themselves. And he added, the West is often identified with Christianity. Oi! The remarks were not the first by Lajolo on the abuses at the Abu Ghraib prison in Iraq. In the wake of the scandal, he had said that a democracy should punish those responsible and their direct superiors. In fact, uh, speaking of punishing your superiors, how about you, Pops? The Vatican uh, paper, L'Osservatore Romano, has also run some harsh comments in the past days. On Monday, it criticized what it called a Pentagon cover-up and took sharp aim at the photograph of a soldier holding a prisoner by a leash. In Wednesday's interview today, Lajolo said the coalition's priority should be putting as soon as possible at the head of the Iraqi executive and Iraqi leader who speaks to the Iraqis in Arabic and not in English. In other words, somebody they might understand. Then we've got a problem. President Bush is scheduled to hold talks with the Pope in the Vatican on June the 4th. Oh, my God. Absolutely correct, sir. Wow. W and the Pope. Can you can you just see that? Oh, man. Man, oh, man. Who's the most incoherent in that meeting? Well, the Pope can speak English. Yeah. On his coherent days? Yeah. Focus shifts to jail abuse of women, speaking of that uh, subject. For Huda Shaker. Huh? The human, Huda Shaker. Huda Thunkett and Huda, her sister Huda Shaker. For Huda Shaker, the humiliation began at a checkpoint on the outskirts of Baghdad. The American soldiers demanded to search her handbag. When she refused, one of the soldiers pointed his gun toward her chest. He pointed the laser sight directly in the middle of my chest, said Professor Shaker, a political scientist at Baghdad University. Then he pointed to his penis. He told me, come here, bitch. I'm going to you. The F word. The incident is one of a number in which U.S. soldiers are alleged to have abused, intimidated, or sexually humiliated Iraqi women. According to Professor Shaker, several women held in Abu Ghraib jail were sexually abused, including one who was raped by an American military policeman and became pregnant. She has now disappeared. Huh. Just like that. Vanished. Maybe she put on too much of that vanishing cream. Most of the coverage of the prisoner abuse at Abu Ghraib has focused on Iraqi men, but there's compelling evidence that several female prisoners who are in a minority at the jail were abused as well. I mean, why should they leave them out as an exception? A female colleague of mine was arrested, taken, and when I asked her after she was released what happened at Abu Ghraib, she started crying, Professor Shaker said. Ladies here are afraid and shy of talking about such subjects. They say everything is okay, even in a very advanced society in the West. It's difficult to talk about rape, but I think it happened. 
Few women released from U.S. detention have come forward to talk about their experiences in a Muslim society where rapists, sometimes equated with shame and victims, can be killed to salvage family honor. She kept her honor. I believe in America. Let's watch that again. Okay. What do you say? Only none of those uh, phrases about Fredo now. Mamma! No. Mamma mia! You can act like a man! Put them out! Get a bing! You blow their brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. What's wrong with you? I think your brain is going soft. From all that comedy you play with that young girl, up against the door. Boy, she was really nasty, you know, man. Yeah. She must have had a great ass or something because she was a nasty. Although she was beautiful compared to Sophia. Yeah, well. But then right. again, so is my ass. Wow. Dad. Dad. <laughs> I'm telling you, let's let's recut that movie. Just blow her away in the beginning, and man, that movie goes zooming up there. Past Andy Lyle, right? And George, Wallach, and George Hamilton, right? Then you got something. We have an understanding. <laughs> the old donkey puss. That was my ass. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Oh, there's John Kerry on with Imus. You get the, 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 the war out of the pocket of the American taxpayer exclusively by getting an international group of countries. It doesn't have to be under the U.N., though ultimately you want the U.N. to sign off on it. Tom, you've been covering... Okay, Tom. WQAM, hello. Yes, um, we're, we're, I'm coming down there to pick up some tickets. I know your address is 20295. Northwest 2nd Avenue, right. Are you guys north or south divide? North. Just barely north. You know where the Kentucky Fried is? One light. One light north of Eyes, west Aye. side. I mean, east you know side. where the Kentucky Fried Chicken is there on the east side? East yep. side. That's where you make your turn, right in there. It's that big white building where that looks like it's falling apart. Yep. That's the one. Thanks, Neil. George okay, Pally. Enjoy, enjoy the game. Enjoy whatever you're going to. Is he going to a heat game? Is that what it is? Yeah. Or something like that. 20295 Northwest 2nd Avenue. Just look for the Kentucky Fry on the corner. Say hi to the Colonel when you drive by. Right? Right. He's and then right up the road from that, we got a Pollo Tropical, and then we got that uh, BP gas station in the corner, that big, gigantic one. That's right in front of that little strip mall there that's got the Publix and the Walgreens in it. And then right on the other corner, of course, you got Chuck's Subcenter. How's Chuck doing? Uh, I fact. haven't seen him lately. Oh, well, you ought to be ordering your lunch from Chuck every day. We have Howie's. In fact, you ought to, when he comes in, say, what's up, Chuck? Oh, you got Howie still is coming by with that gut-wrenching bacon, man, those like pounds and pounds of bacon. I get a nice chicken Caesar from Howie's, and uh, Josh gets the uh, bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich. Oh, I thought you were getting crow sandwiches from Dunkin' Donuts with that fantastic coffee and it's those great way. donuts. But they bring donuts, not the crow sandwiches. Sidney Shanberg in the Village Voice writes, Is this America? For now, maybe. He says, Torture and humiliation of war prisoners is not in itself surprising. It happens in every war on both sides. Savagery, after all, is the very language of war, transforming some combatants into feral avengers and leading others to shed civilized norms and acquiesce in the acts. We send soldiers to kill others, and therefore, to a degree, we tacitly accept that vile things will occasionally happen. What makes this torture scandal different, what makes it an earthquake for our government rather than a tremor, is that it comes after a long, disheartening string of other revelations showing that this war was built on a foundation of deceptions suggesting a grave threat to our national security. Perhaps in justification of these false premises, 
President Bush, a born-again evangelical Christian, has told the American public and the world many times that it was the hand of the Almighty that guided him to send our troops into battle to liberate the Iraqi people from a brutal dictatorship that made torture a state policy. When a president proclaims a righteous war, constantly using words like freedom and justice and invoking the will of God, he runs a great risk of losing the trust of his people if it turns out that indeed, the instead, the invasion was based not only on a heavenly vision, but on deeply flawed war plans that assumed democracy could be transplanted anywhere with ease and at little cost. Our troops were put at unnecessary risk. Under a more truthful presidency, the torture disclosures might have been less of a blow to the nation's stature. This scandal, however, has scarred America worldwide because Washington's arrogance alienated once-friendly nations and because the prison images run so counter to the president's lofty words and claims. Torture and the Almighty do not fit together. This, I guess this guy didn't read the Bible. This could be a presidency in the process of unraveling, getting more and more naked as it loses its clothes, writes Sidney Shamberg in today's Village Voice. Well written, if you ask me. The emperor has no clothes, man. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Let's pick up some tickets, go to a ball game, and forget all this crap. What do you say? All right. Yeah. Let's get back to the important stuff in life. Don't you agree? Sure, Troy. No. Well, short and sweet. But I was thinking more like sports. More like that. Yeah. The great defecator himself. Which of these best describes why you listen? So the Neil Rogers show is our second poll question today. The first one, John Kerry, man, was kind of scary. They still love Bubba. We asked who you uh, respect, which politician you like the best, whether they're honest or not. And Bill Clinton, baby, Bubba, he kicked their ass. Bill Clinton. Guess who they had on the crossfire yesterday, speaking of idiots? I give up. Ileana Rosanna Dan. Oh, yeah. Well. She really, I mean... How is this possible? I realize that there are a lot of you banana boat people in South Florida that just refuse to cut the cord, you know. But how is it possible to be so stupid as to, like, follow her down the end of the garden path? I mean, she is just pathetic. Because she says all the right thing. Is that what it is? All the right thing. Well, it must be one-dimensional because the only thing I ever heard her say <laughs> was that. I said it's a platform. That's all she ever says. Her and all those other Schmidt disturbers down there in Little Havana. Well, so they're building that new uh, stadium, by the way, right by the Orange Bowl. You'll have a great Good. time there. Yeah, Cornish Healthy. 1256 at 560 WQAM. How's Fat Boy doing, as a matter of fact? He's also, he's from the Gary Skarner, uh, Skarner School. He's another one. He's yeah, doing squat it. these days. He ain't doing crap. Spring into savings right now and save like never before on a great new car or truck from Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. You'll find them on US 1, 20 minutes south of the 836. And it's worth the drive even if you live far away because they're going to save you so much cash. They'll save you thousands on great new unbeatable Toyotas. Check out the great lease deals waiting for you right now. An 04 Camry or 400, just 269 a month for 48 months. How about an 04 Highlander for just 309 a month? Need a truck? How about this? An 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in the U.S. of A., just 179 a month for 48 months. And lots of other great deals waiting for you right now, too, at Armstrong Toyota of Homestead. General Manager David Rich and his staff will do anything under the sun to put you in a great new Toyota today. Their service department's even open late to late weeknights to make sure your service work is done because they want to make sure you're a happy camper. Easy to find them. They're right at the corner of U.S. 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 minutes south of the 836 
Armstrong Toyota of Homestead offers you a deal, Alexa, which you've never heard right now. Free tires, free batteries, and replacement parts for life of your vehicle. That's right. Tires, batteries, and free parts for life. Nobody does that. So obviously it's well worth the drive. Don't waste your time at those mega dealers and car giants who give you the big song to dance and scream real out and then let you down. Call our friend David Rich, the GM at Armstrong Toyota of Hollywood for, of Homestead for a real unbeatable deal. It's 305-242. You heard what I said, right? 305-242-3247. Drive a little and save a lot on that new Toyota at Armstrong Toyota of Homestead, like I said. I am Frau Eliana Ross-Leitman, and I like scrubbing my smelly gorilla ass with soap made from jewels and listening to the near Roche Amunista Hour. Sick lion! I threw some metals back that belonged to some folks who asked me to throw them back for them. Senator Kerry's record raises serious doubts about his understanding of the broader struggle against terror. If these guys want to argue about Vietnam 35 years ago, let's go do it. Had the decision belonged to Senator Kerry, Saddam Hussein would still be in power today. This is a complete distraction by the Bush administration. In fact, Saddam Hussein would almost certainly still be in control and wait as well. It's their attack method. This is what they do. And it's coming from a president who can't even prove that he actually showed up, can't even prove that he actually showed up for duty in the National Guard. Sounds like time's running out. For who? The Bushmeister, we can only pray. It's a 102 at 560 WQM. It's our big one to two hour. You know what I forgot to play today? But it's never too late. Let's abuse some more prisoners, make them scream nice and loud. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used, used, used to the torture. Cause we're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. 102. I think I just got through saying it's 102, boy. Time is... Is this not one of those days when the clock stopped again, is it? No. What time is it? It's 103. All right. All right. Oh, man, that thing seemed like that. Like we were hung in suspended animation, like Larry King. Cubans stunned as government closes dollar-only stores. Incredibly. Havana. See, we did a great job with those UN sanctions in Iraq. Mm-hmm. Made the people's lives like a living hell. And those right. sanctions are really working big in uh, Cuba, aren't they? <laughs> oh, yeah, they're getting the job done. Got Castro out of power in two years. No question about it. In fact, that visit from the Pope, that's what really put him over the edge. That's when he started smoking them really big fat ones. Cuba's dollar-only stores displayed closed-for-inventory signs yesterday after the commie pinko government suddenly shut them down, blaming new U.S. measures aimed at squeezing the island's economy. Long lines stretched from state, and I'm sure that Fidel's probably really just starving now. Can't you see how emaciated? Uh, long lines stretched from state stores with food and personal hygiene products, nearly the only items still sold to Cubans in dollars, as people scrambled to buy shampoo and soap from rapidly emptying shelves. Maybe Ileana Rosanna Dana can find some soap. Make this is insanity, said 64-year-old Odila Morales, waiting to buy laundry detergent. Politics are filthy. And evidently she is, too, and wants to buy some of the detergent to wash some of her clothing off. 
The government didn't say whether the stores would reopen, but Julio Perez, the administrator of Harris Brothers Department Store, said they were merely giving dollar-only stores time to mark up the prices of all their goods. It really isn't anything serious, said Perez. Maybe it will only be three, four, five days. Or maybe not. Who knows? She said, if face. Some question about the closure which prevents Cubans from spending dollars at the government stores would counteract the U.S. proposal announced last week, which aimed to reduce hard currency on the island by limiting how often Cuban-Americans can visit relatives, decreasing how much they can spend, and prohibiting money transfers to Cuban officials and Kami Pinko party members. It's not helping the Cuban people, and it's not helping the Cuban government, said Carmelo Mesa Lago, an expert on the Cuban economy at the University of Pittsburgh. All of this is bad, bad economics and bad social welfare. Mesa Lago said the measures could strengthen the Cuban government's control over the economy. Cuba was forced to implement liberal reforms in the early 1990s to cope with the loss of Soviet aid and trade. Possession of dollars was legalized in 93 to draw hard currency from growing tourism and family purchases at the state stores. The government has steadily offered more and more goods in U.S. currency, while the Cuban ration book of items available in pesos has withered. For many Cubans, rations now cover eight eggs, a pound of chicken, about a pint of cooking oil, six pounds of rice, a half pound of ground meat slash soy mixture, and a few other goods each month. The rest must be purchased at far higher prices, either in pesos or in dollars. The dollar-only shops have been associated with social inequities that have worried Cuban leaders. The elite with access to greenbacks can easily buy everyday goods that a doctor cannot on a salary equivalent to 25 bucks a month. Three floors selling clothing, mattresses, and electrical goods were cordoned off in Harris Brothers, where employees stood behind empty counters looking confused. Other workers catered to dozens of shoppers buying cooking oil, spam, and deodorant in the store's only open section. Dozens of stores along Old Havana's commercial Obispo Street selling toys, shoes, and fancy furniture never opened yesterday. Gift shops and upscale hotels and other tourist stores, however, were st still selling T-shirts, crafts, and camera film in dollars. Laura Pernez, a 25-year-old gift shop clerk, said tourists would not be affected by the measures. Cubans, on the other hand, were very uncertain. I am worried, of course, since we don't know if this is going to be a week, a month, or seven years, Pernez said, but we need to wait. One shouldn't go into a panic, is what she said. Yeah. The government said that dollar prices would be raised on food and gasoline and perhaps other products, but it assured Cubans that other aspects of the economy would not be affected. People will still be able to change money, buy food and pesos at private farmers' markets, and have access to such government services as health care and education. All of these things. Mesa Lago said the dollar stores were opened in 93 in large part to fight a growing black market in which goods were traded in dollars without passing through the state's hands. Once they close this window, then the black market is going to expand, he be saying. Okay, so there you go. There's the latest on Cuba. It was Cubans in Cuba doing it. Oh, That's what Eddie Schaefer said. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? 259, 46% for a few laughs, a few yucks, a few chuckles in my otherwise dreary existence. To hear the stories Neil reads, 116, 20.5%. That's dropping like a rock out of 565. Neil tells it like it is, 83. Look at that, the way that's moving up there boldly. Isn't that incredible? Just wow. like Smarty Jones in the Derby, making a gigantic move in the stretch. 83 for that. It kills four hours of my boring life. I have no life. 56. To hear the crazy and crank calls, 21. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off, 19. To hear the caller's opinions, 11. 11. Pretty weak. But you'll see. We'll make up for it this hour. Going to get a lot of good calls. All right. You don't think? Not usually. I think the calls this hour are going to be memorable. 
WQAM, hello. QAM? Yeah, can I talk to Neil, please? Speaking. Neil. Yes. Um, quickie question. I've been out of town for a while, and I know you have been talking about it, and uh, I never did hear the results that you said a couple weeks ago that was uh, what happened between the uh, Big 106's ratings when they dropped Howard. And I'm sure you spoke about it. I apologize, but... I have the. I that, happen to have it right here in my hand, as a matter of fact. Here are the monthly men 18-plus numbers for WBGG. In January, they had a 7.1 with Howard Stern. In February, with Howard Stern, they had a 9.9. In March, with Stern off the air, they had a 1.8. Beautiful. 9.9 to a 1.8. And the worst part of the whole deal is that an idiot by the name of Howard Cohen in the business section of the Herald wrote an article a couple of days after the book came out saying, Big 106 doesn't lose any ground uh, after losing Shock Jock in the morning because he doesn't understand the ratings. He has no idea what he's talking about. I ripped him a gigantic ass on the air and never printed a correction. They don't really care about giving the public the truth. They lie like crazy. That's the Herald. Neil, I listen to you because you're a god and you tell the truth. Thanks. Thanks Thanks a lot, Pally. Have a great day. The Herald, no corrections, no nothing. Never, ever. And they'll say, well, you know, technically, and in fact, I'll say it again, every single piece in that story, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a week ago Friday, but I remember it like it was just yesterday. Because he said, well, there's still number 17 in the, first of all, he's talking about 12 plus numbers, which nobody cares about. Secondly, they never were number 17, 12 plus. So, so in any respect, you can't justify that idiotic article in the business section, in the monkey business section of the freaking Miami Herald. A sad excuse even for a fish wrapper. Even the parakeets at the parrot jungle screaming and yelling. The macky, uh, what do they call them? Macaws? Okay. And the cockatoos say, don't put that thing in my cage in the Herald either, all right? No more. Piece of turd. Tom Jicka, meantime, Duff gave him all the numbers. Did he write a story about the ratings? No. No, about Big 106 and the gigantic precipitous decline? No. No. You know, it really sad because I tried to, to make amends with Tom a little bit there when we were doing that stop FCC thing and did write a couple of columns, you know, about stirring this and so on and so forth, mentioned me. But but in the meantime, here's some, he's just got this aversion. He, all he wants to do is write 85,000 articles about Friends and Fraser, anything that begins with FR, maybe Father O'Toole, FR. As in freak you. I mean, well, what is that? You just have these one-dimensional little narrow-minded people in that market. They just want to write about the same tired crap all the time. And his response is, oh, well, nobody cares about the radio ratings. Right. Right. How many more articles do we need about Fraser? About 30, man. About friends. About 30, man. About the same tired cock and bull crap that you write all the time, little Tommy. Garbage. Really sad. What a, what a market, man. What a sad, sad place. We could have been contenders. You do realize that, don't you? Instead of bums. Instead of just beach bums. <laughs> but no. We're mired in the swill of South Florida, man. And I send out my heartiest condolences to the rest of you who are just trapped like prisoners, like Patrick McGowan on an island, like prisoners. And look over your shoulder because Rover's coming. Make no mistake about it. That's what they said in that, uh, with those Iraqi prisoners, too. You better watch out, because Rover's coming. Yeah. Oh, bet he is. <laughs> and it wasn't a big white ball, either. I realize, now, back in the day, you probably would have said something about yeah, that. But probably, probably just as well to a dummy up right now. Just walk away. Exactly. And if you're thinking about making some comment about there... Be afraid. Be very afraid. Right. Oh, I am. 
Twelve minutes after one at 560 WQM, we got the always ballsy mad dog, Jim Mandage at two. All right. The big, gigantic, bigger-than-life Kim Bocamper for the Humper at uh, four. From the AAA Miami Heat Arena, from the Mickey, uh, slip in the Mickey Arena. The Crow is on for half hour at seven, which, again, we apologize for that, although I don't think that's going to be enough. Just one little apology. The Crow for half an hour, which is plenty. I like that one. Then we got the Marlins on deck at 7.30. Marlins at the Houston Astros at 8.05. Astros are hot as a pistol. And the big, oh! after the ball game, we have no idea why. I'm probably better off not knowing. One thing we do know is that Voom is television, but it's not your regular, ordinary pedestrian TV. It's high-definition TV delivered via satellite dish and HD receiver. The picture is so clear, it's like a freaking miracle. It is unbelievable. The quality is like comparing the latest DVD to your wedding video. There's just no comparison. Boom is the only... Enter- I don't know why I did that. I was going to say... Unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. It's the only entertainment system designed specifically for high-definition TV. Boom has the most HD TV anywhere and provides all the equipment necessary to enjoy the ultimate HD TV experience, including the satellite dish, receiver, and, of course, the remote. And Boom's got over 30 channels... About 30, man! ...of HD programming. You can watch ESPN in high definition. That's three times more than you get from cable. And they've got all your other favorite channels like HBO, MTV, even the local channels as well. Boom has got over 120 channels of great entertainment to keep you busy. Boom's even got exclusive channels of HD movies, music, and sports that you can't even get at all from your cable or satellite company. So with Boom, you get everything you've got now, plus all these new awesome high-definition channels, too. Call Boom today to check this out. And to take advantage of their limited-time offer, call 1-866-848-8666. Right now, they're offering you free installation, no upfront cost, and no long-term commitment. Offer ends 531, so get on the stick right now. Call toll-free 1-866-848-8666 or check them on the web at voom.com. Live and local, we are Sports Radio 560 QAM. Eighteen at five sixty WQAM. It's interesting they're interviewing some of these uh, mindless Americans about this beheading thing. Yeah. And they're saying, well, you know, as compared to this, uh, you know, these minor abuse things that you no, know, we don't condone those. But as compared, I mean, we didn't kill anybody. We didn't. Oh. Beat people to death. No. Scads of them. No. And take pictures next to the no. rotting carcasses. No. Oh. And abuse the uh, sexually abuse the rotting carcasses too. No. 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 They were just carcasses. They just propaganda. No pain. Quasimodo, man. He was a hit. 608 votes. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? For a few laughs. laughs. 272.44.7%. Here are the stories Neil reads. 117.19.2%. Neil tells it like it is. 104. 17.1% are licking all over my bottom. It kills four hours of my boring life. I have no life. 59. Almost 10%. Here the crazy and crank calls 23, and of course you know who those 23 votes are, don't you? Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reverend Jones, you're gay. No, That's you who are. they are. Chamba. This is Eddie. Yeah, those are the 23. 
I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off 22, and to hear the caller's opinions, 11. I think most of the audience has discovered over these long, painful years... About 30, man! ...that the audience doesn't, for the most part, have any opinions, as we discover every day. But I told you this hour they'd be good, didn't I? Right, and so far. WQM, hello? QAM? <laughs> WQM, hello? Well, greetings. How are you doing, sir? Okay, sir, greetings to you from the uh, warm north. I, I had a radio, uh, a radio. I had a TV accident about a week ago, and I'm sure it's been covered since then, that the uh, the return of uh, the ponderous Rick Sanchez to the anchor desk. Yeah, to the uh, anchor desk? I'm sorry? He's back on the anchor desk? Oh, oh sir, WB39 at 10 o'clock. Oh, uh, my gosh. Yes, yes. Oh, you didn't know. Okay, I yeah. I didn't know anything um, about that. They snuck him in there on a Thursday, on a Wednesday night, and then he was on again Thursday, and then uh, they started running ads for it. You know, and uh, I used to watch that every night, but I can't watch him. Um, it speaks to what you were saying about uh, Frazier and Friends. We have a media that used to listen to what people had to say and then uh, wrote about that. Uh, now we have media that tells us right. what they want us to hear. And I, I'm sorry, Rick Sanchez has absolutely no credibility, and he should be pumping gas somewhere. But, hopefully, uh, not, hopefully not too close to the stadium, though. But he's got friends at NBC who keep thinking that he's some sort of uh, superstar. And they're going yeah. to inflict him on us until... Uh, and, and, of course, because we know what Channel 7's ratings are, there is an audience for drooling idiots that will watch him, so... Well, but evidently there's no audience for his drooling idiot show on Channel 6, though, so maybe that's why they're trying to move him into news. Well, I think they're going to see what happens at 39, and if things go well there, they'll move him in and move old Tony out. Excellent. I'll program it right off my set when I get back. Thanks a lot, Pally. There you go. Have Bye -bye. a great day. What do you have to say about that, Rick? I already have a homosexual relationship with Neil, so I might as well have one with you, too. So who do you dislike most, Greg Vidal or Rick Sanchez? Five six seven oh five. Well, Greg never killed anybody that we know of. How do you know that? That we know of. Right. I mean, he's had a few incoherent moments himself, Greg. <laughs> Budell. But so far, no harm, no foul. Right. That we know. Well, of. that we know of. Right. Just because somebody uh, had a little accident there in front of the stadium and made the guy into a vegetable and the guy died, I think you're being a little bit of a hard ass to keep holding that against my close friend Rick, <laughs> Ricky Ticky Sanchez. I can't believe it. I guess that show is still on, Channel 6, which goes to show you. They really... Oh, and also, Jicka the other day wrote not only about Friends and Fraser, about the great pool of talent at Channel 7 WSV and how they keep stealing all these people away, like little Brian Andrews that called us the other day. I'm missing so much not reading that paper. Yeah. I mean, something that really is a news story. I mean, like, like I said the other day, even if the only thing he wrote about the winter rating book about radio was about Stern going off and Big 106 taking this gigantic dive and losing almost all of their audience... That, that's a major story. But no, Tom, you can't do that because uh, nobody's going to tell you what to write about. And we need several more stories about Fraser and about friends going off. Oh, give it a rest already, will you? Hey, just Writing the you same think. old hackneyed caca, man, day after day after day. You can read both the Herald and the Sun Sentinel from the time you pick them up and take that little plastic sleeve off them out in your driveway in the morning, from the time you slip that sleeve off it and the paper, too and walk to the tea room to sit down and take your morning dump, you can read both papers uh, standing up. That's how little there is to read to them. 
one of the great joys of life in a real city where they have real newspapers, which we have uh, two and a half here. There's four papers, but two and a half real ones. Uh, Sunday morning, the Florida legislature have joined a national debate over outsourcing, saying the state should not hire companies that are laying off Americans in favor of cheaper foreign labor. House and Senate proposals requiring state contractors to hire U.S. workers were defeated this session, but some lawmakers still are demanding a more thorough examination of the issue. Why do we want to spend our dollars in New Delhi when New Smyrna Beach needs our help, asked House Democratic leader Doug Wiles of St. Augustine. Governor Jeb Bush calls their opposition ill-considered and politically motivated. I'm going to tell you right now and mark it down. The most evildoer of them all is not W, it's Jeb Bush. Just remember I told you that. He is the greatest evildoer of them all, the Jebster. In a time when corporations do business all over the world, banning contractors with foreign workers would be an expensive exercise in futility, Bush wrote this spring in response to concerns of State Senator Skip Campbell, Democrat of Tamarack. Taking it to its logical conclusion, your proposal would require the state to remove the Dell computer from your desk and the desk of most members of the Florida Senate because Dell has manufacturing facilities in Brazil, Malaysia, and China, Bush wrote. You follow the logic there? No. The state contract fueling the debate began quietly in 1996 when managers of the Florida Department of Children and Families, the FDCF, sought to end its reliance on paper food stamps and welfare checks. That system requires large numbers of state employees to guard, process, and distribute a large number of booklets. To streamline its services, Florida turned to a private company, Citicorp Electronic Financial Services. The company used its banking expertise to replace paper stamps with electronic swipe cards that work in ATMs and grocery store kiosks, saving the state about $4 million a year. About 40 other states have signed similar contracts with Citicorp. In 2000, state officials allowed the company to replace U.S. call centers with foreign ones. The approval was based on a precedent the federal government sent the year before. Unisys, a state, uh, second state vendor that subcontracts in India, won a state contract to identify and recover welfare fraud and mistakes. Unisys employs about 500 people in Florida, but turned to an Indian company called Carator to develop its computer codes. Two of Carator's programmers live in India. Seven just relocated from India to Florida to deliver and test the code. Another three live in the U.S. Critics question whether the state shares the financial benefit when a contractor uses foreign labor. Campbell's been trying to get the answer from state agencies. Campbell asked if the expectation is that American workers are going to provide the service, say, at $15 an hour, and that company goes over to India and pays $2, who's getting the $13 profit? It's unclear whether savings from Indian labor are passed on to taxpayers. Cost to the state of Florida were about $1.80 a month for each food stamp account in 1996. In the 2003 contract, three years after the company turned to foreign labor, the state raised the rate to 219 in total, the state pays City Corp, which J.P. Morgan Chase bought in January, about $14 million a year. We're dealing with crooks, baby. Crooks. That's what you got. Crooks. Anything that Jeb Bush touches immediately, <laughs> that bell should go off in your brain, that buzzer. Crook. Liar. Thief. What do you call Jeb Bush. And how the hell he... I still don't believe it. I, you know how many people I think voted for Jeb Bush to get reelected? About 30, man. Cops. I think every other vote was fake. And I think it's important for you to know, we had it on the website the other day, that they're going to be purging the voter rolls again. You do understand that, don't you? On a national level, I understand. Right. We've got to get all you dark votes off those voter rolls, because it ain't good to get Bush's re-election campaign going. We've got to get all you right. darkies off of there. Worked so well in Florida, they're going to do it all over. That's right. From coast to coast, from pillar to post. Hamas militants triumphantly displayed remains of some of these six Israeli soldiers killed in the roadside bombing in Gaza City yesterday. There were some more today, I should point out.
prompting Israeli threats of punishing reprisals if body parts are not returned. Eight Palestinians were killed and 123 wounded in a battle that pitted hundreds of gunmen against Israeli troops firing from tanks, helicopters, and rooftops. It's just another one of them bumps on the road map. That's what the quartet told me. The violence began after midnight when a small Israeli force entered the crowded Zaitun neighborhood to look for weapons workshops. As the troops withdrew around daybreak, an armored personnel carrier transporting at least 220 pounds of explosives for use in a raid was shredded by the roadside bomb. We are checking every roof and every balcony in order to locate the remnants of the armored personnel carrier and the bodies of our soldiers, said Army General Dan Harrell. They want the body parts. Al Jazeera broadcast a video it said showed two masked Islamic Jihad activists taking responsibility and displaying what they said was the head of an Israeli soldier on a table in front of them. Israel TV carried the footage, but it electronically obscured the head. They blotted it out. When in doubt, mask it out. That seems to be the new deal now, the uh, severed heads. They're probably going to be right. selling them all over the Arab world, don't you think? <laughs> to boost up the economy. Man. We're dealing with crazy people, folks. I've been trying to tell you for a hundred years, the religious nuts are the crazy people, the dangerous ones, including your Presidente, with his faith-based bullcrap, his faith-based slaughter. Which of these best describes why you listen to the Neil Rogers Show? For a few laughs, 289, 43%, 289%, <laughs> for a little chuckle. Neil tells it like it is, that's moving to the second place already, 137. He tells it like it is, even if it hurts. Even if I tell you that we got beat by WCMQFM and we're number two proudly. We can't compete with them spick music stations. To hear the stories Neil reads, 121. Only 18%, George. Hear all those bedtime stories. Uh-oh. Oh, no, that was me. I'm sorry. To hear the stories he reads, 18%. It kills four hours of my boring life. 65 people. I have no life. I feel so. That one alone, that one makes me feel like I'm doing something worthwhile beside the paycheck. Help cure, kills four hours of these lifeless, poor South Floridians men are just desperate for anything just to reach out. There's that voice. There's the voice. I'm still alive. It's almost the summertime. The mosquitoes are going to be as big as bowling balls. It's going to be like the end of the world, tornadoes and thunderstorms every stinking day for months and months to come. There isn't anybody who speaks English within 50 miles of where I live. But I hear that voice on the radio. That's what keeps me going. I have no life. Thank you. I hear the, let's see, I, uh, I hear the, uh, I like, I can't read it. Let me put my glasses on. That would help. To hear the crazy and crank calls 24. I hate Neil, but I can't turn it off 23. And to hear the caller's opinions, only 12. 1.7%. Basically, the audience don't care about your opinion. How do you like that? Yeah. They care about my opinion. Sometimes they even care about George's opinion. Once in a while, they even care about Josh's opinion, except on donuts. But, here comes the big but. Rectum. They don't care about your opinion. See, one thing I've discovered about America. What's that? Uh, they just, you, you can't, you can't move them off the dime. No. In other words, here we had this decapitation yesterday, and of course we also had the one with, um, what was the guy's name? Daniel Pearl. Pearl. Remember? Yes, I do. Now, did, did they? Did we have a? We didn't have an actual uh, yes. video, did yes, we? Yes, there was a video, but they didn't make uh, as big a deal out of it. As big of a simus? Promoted. It wasn't promoted like this one is. I see. 141 at 560 WQM. Right now, let me tell you about the Financial Group. You know, you've heard us talk about Financial Group and their incredible only one mortgage program with that unbeatable one and a quarter percent rate for the purchase or refinancing of your home. Think about it, just a measly one and a quarter percent. 
That means if you have a $100,000 loan, your payments are a mere 334 a month. If you have a $200,000 loan, your payments are just 668 a month. Now, they're advertising on TV, they're on billboards, they're all over the radio, they're everywhere. They're in your pop-up toaster because this program is so exciting, it's got everyone talking. Only One Mortgage makes it possible, and Only Financial Group makes it available for you guys. So refinance your current home, get money for renovations, move to another home, and never pay fees or closing costs again. You pay zero closing costs, zero credit bureau fees, zero application fee, zero discounted points, zero everything. Kind of like Moe's numbers. Oh! Zero. This is for real. Just call Financial Group at 1-866-395-LEND to find out Moe. That's 1-866-395-LEND. The only one mortgage. It's the only mortgage you'll ever be needing. They're an equal housing lender. Credit restrictions apply. 4.25 APR rates subject to change monthly. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. U-A-U-A-N. Absolutely. He had his hands in up and win. They put one back in cause his heart is old. Wrecked him. The doctors called it a heart event. But now we really know his heart is Yeah, Dick Cheney's got a heart that's old. Hope it don't explode. He makes decisions. He has the vision. He has the country under his control. While Bush is jogging, Dick's veins are clogging. And that's what happens when your heart is... And it's full of holes. Yeah, Dick Cheney's got a heart that's old, and it's gonna blow. He'll keep on working till his heart is cold. He'll keep pretending that his heart ain't old, but it's really old. Bad news, Cheney had his physical yesterday. They said it's just still ticking and beating and uh, pounding in his heart, too. Damn it. Because like I said only moments ago, the second most dangerous man in America is Jeb Bush. The number one most dangerous man is Dick Cheney. Is there any doubt about that? No. Number one evildoer is Dick Cheney. Beware of Dick. Late Sunday afternoon, oh, and before we get to this story that you just sent me, do you believe this story? I guess. Uh, I guess. What, yeah, I don't know. You don't know what? I don't well, know it's, got, it's got all the uh, websites to go to to check this out. Yeah, I think it's, it's easy for real. to check out, yeah. Cheney questions release of more photos. Mr. Secretive himself, Vice President Dick Cheney, suggested yesterday that releasing additional photos of American soldiers abusing Iraqi prisoners might do nothing more than cater to journalist appetite for more pictures to print. When in doubt, let's leave them all out. It's not just a matter of sort of wetting people's appetites to see sensational stuff here, Cheney told Fox News Radio. Congress and the Pentagon were working out details on procedures for giving senators access to additional photos, and they're looking at them all today, I should point out. Mm-hmm. So they told him, uh, up yours. The Defense Department previously agreed that the Senate Armed Services Committee could see classified photos, which have not yet made public, in at least one video. Britney Spears was in it, I'm hearing. 
Committee Chairman Senator John Warner of Virginia said yesterday he'd asked Senate attorneys for advice on including all senators in any viewing. The Bush administration still hasn't said whether it would release the photo to the public. Cheney made clear he has serious doubts about releasing them. We wouldn't want, as a result of the release of pictures, to allow guilty parties off the hook, said Cheney. By the same token, you don't want to see innocent people inappropriately maligned by virtue of the release of the photograph, said Dick Cheney, the unctuous, obnoxious one. Hope you enjoyed those meetings with Kenny Boylay. Hope you enjoyed all your Halliburton money. He did, and Duck Hunting, too. Oh, yeah, you and uh, Antonin, man. You and Antony. Studio City, California, late Sunday afternoon, the Bush Voodoo Com website and online store, both hosted by Yahoo, mysteriously disappeared completely from their servers. When franticbushvoodoo.com staffers contacted customer support, they were told the account was closed for non-payment and that nothing could be done. A Yahoo billing supervisor contacted Monday morning stated that the bushvoodoo.com account was in perfect standing and should never have been canceled. She was unable to explain why the cancellation occurred. While I'm talking, why don't you type it up on there and see if it's uh, back online? Bushvoodoo.com. I. One of the Bushvoodoo.com founding partners, having a background in computers, was able to rebuild the online store and recover the website overnight. Oh, I see. So you don't have to... Uh, however, regardless of the site's dramatic rebirth, an email from press outlets continues to be blocked or bounced back, causing frustration of the small firm. Alan White of Bushvoodoo.com stated that... Yahoo staff appear to be incapable of correcting the sabotage, and we've appealed to the CEO oh! of Yahoo through an unpublished email address. As of yet, no response has been received. Just 24 hours before, I see, just 24 hours before it seemed apparent that the site's launch would be a success when a caller mentioned it on the Randy Road Show that's part of the new liberal Air America radio network. The brief mention set off a flurry of activity at the site and dozens of kudos calls and emails from site visitors. A major goal of BushVoodoo.com and the George Bush Squeeze Voodoo doll is to combat voter apathy, foster interest in the 2004 election, and encourage voters to cast their votes on Election Day. A portion of the proceeds from the sale of the dolls will be donated to nonprofit organizations that do the same. So let's uh, boost up BushVoodoo.com, okay? Nice going, Randy. You go, girl. Howard! And quit talking about what you said. Ah! Yeah, that. Not a good idea. Probably want to, when you talk to her next time, tell her to be a quit talking about... About 30, man. Yeah, that. When I talk to her. Yeah, when you talk to her again. Oh, here's the story about the uh, UFO, the UF. Oh, please. Oh! Mexico's largest television network Monday and Tuesday broadcast footage, which CNN has been showing little clips of it, and they don't want to go overboard, taken by Air Force pilots of what they say are unidentified flying objects, UFOs. Oh! The footage shows bright lights with movements and characteristics that do not have up to now a scientific explanation, according to the Televisa network. The Air Force pilots are heard expressing amazement on the tape. One of them says, Incredible. A frame-by-frame -frame analysis shows 16 UFOs, according to the network. The other one says, Unbelievable. Televisa said the film was taken with an infrared camera. There are no alterations. It's one of the most important film documents we've been able to access, access especially because it comes from an official source, said Jamie Mausan, a journalist who's been tracking the UFO phenomenon for more than 25 years. The Daily La Jornada on Tuesday, however, dismissed the brouhaha as circus. Oh. On January 31, two Mexican Air Force photographers said they videotaped what they believe were eight UFOs that overflowed Mexico City and the city's international airport for several hours. It goes to show you that tequila man too much will really do it to you. Now, they showed it on CNN before, on yeah. the cable Nazi news network. But they only showed it a couple of times, as opposed to, like, uh, you know, stuff that we're really supposed to care about, like uh, Frazier. 
Or like the sausage retiring in Milwaukee. 153 at 560. Speaking of sausage, hey, that's pretty good on your low-carb diet, right? Right. And especially if you don't have any uh, preservatives and stuff like that. But if you're sick and tired of your meat and your eggs and your cheese and your steak and your shrimp, I mean, that's fine, but you have to have some variety on your low-carb diet. So whether you're on the Atkins, Sugar Buster, South Beach, or any other low-carb, sugar-free diet, which are just revolutionary, sweeping the universe right now, head for a store you'll love. Delights of West Boca, the number one low-carb store in the universe. Many of the new reduced-carb products on store shelves are geared toward cutting back on carbs, but you look on that label and you say, I'm not going to lose weight on these, and you won't. They're not geared to weight loss. But... The Alliance of West Boca's expertise has always been and continues to be on the weight loss phase of low-carb dieting. They carry over a 1,000 products for you to give you a fantastic variety with a focus toward the lowest possible carbs that can fit into a really successful low-carb weight loss plan. The spring sale is in full swing right now at Delight, so stop on by. Their staff knows dieting inside and out. They know you're perfect like you don't. They're open every day, seven days a week from 10 till 10. You'll find them on the northeast corner of Glades in 441, right next to Boston Market. You can call them toll-free, 1-877-LOW-CARB. That's with a W-L-O-W-C-A-R-B. or on the web. It's lowcarb.com. Don't forget the Elias of West Boca. A lot of stores with similar names, but there's only one. It's your official Atkins Retail Center. Live and local. This is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. That's my opinion. I'm Mike Disney. Praising the president of the newspaper in a Republican leading district appeal for published letters. Remember that story from Wisconsin yesterday? The yes. They changed their mind. They said, oh, not a good idea. They backed off the request yesterday amid complaints of blatant politics. The reader said, you people be crazy. They said, uh, maybe uh, not a good idea. Okay. Mad Dogs coming up next. We got Kimba for the Humper at 4 this afternoon. We got the Crow at 7. Marlins baseball at Houston tonight. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. You can kiss my rear end. 